It's the Tiltcast, episode 427. I'm a chili dog. <laughs> and this week we're going to talk about some Death Stranding, some Last of Us 2, Hard Space Shipbreaker, and Fell Sill. So stay with us. And we're back. That is <laughs> two cans. Yep, it is uh, Friday, seven ten at nine thirty eight p.m. Finally, nine thirty eight. Uh, it's Tillcast. We're back. We have it's me, Nas, uh, me, Rusty, and yeah, what's up, man? Uh, <laughs> your name, sir? I don't have to. I've been... <laughs> yeah, stranger. Oh, we got a stranger. I, I know my rights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's Trent. Trent. So uh, we're gonna have a very original episode, meaning uh, me and Trent are the founders of this show. Yeah. And he's back after like a hundred episodes or so. Was the last time you were on this? We laid the pillars. Yeah, we laid the pillars <laughs> um, for the uninitiated. So I can just get it out of the way. We're an M-rated show, so you're gonna hear a lot of fuck, mm. cunt, and damn, and all that other shit. So Ooh, you're gonna hear a lot of M's. A lot of M's, <laughs> and hopefully no P's. Um, no, get our no pop poop jokes? Yeah. No uh, poop jokes. Oh my god. Uh, but that being said, just be prepared for an indeterminate amount of bullshit and some games and some news. Uh, it'll be an interesting episode. What what, what the dog do now? It, it's not... No. Lola. Oh my god, Lola. You are so like in tune when, when we start recording. Yeah, she just jumped up. Uh, um, that's, a, that's the little deaf dog that well, has no understanding it's, it's, of... It's the it's the vibration of your voice. It carries a certain my voice, like, a certain timbre. It, it, it's, it's a resonance <laughs> of certainty, as opposed to you guys fucking with the soundboard for three minutes. <laughs> She's like, oh, uh, what, they're what? talking. Oh. They're actually talking now. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could see that. They're just like staring into each other's eyes. She's I can trying... see her. I can see her back. She's just trying to. Like, confer understanding to Rusty. Oh, and... now I see the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Helen Keller. What are you, you doing, need, Lola? You need, to, you need to put her paws on your mouth and speak. <laughs> <laughs> so she can hear, so she can see here what's going so, on. So, so she can, yeah, so she can see here. <laughs> Tell Lola. her she's a good girl. She's a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> but through her paws. Yeah. <laughs> Lola and I shared a moment there. <laughs> you, had, you had a moment she was just like what the fuck's this guy want <laughs> it's probably true she's like <laughs> looking at my face like what do I do just what? like the top of his head looks like rawhide <laughs> <laughs> I want to chew it <clears throat> I wonder if it squeaks <laughs> yes yes I squeak yeah. Yeah, actually sure, we, I we've talked about <laughs> yes, the I squeak yes I squeak uh, if Aww, you go back, like, how many episodes? I don't know. There was a, an episode of you falling out of a chair from too much pizza. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> you eat a whole, <laughs> if you eat a whole deep dish. So, yeah. I mean, I, I squeak wow. and I bounce. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Trent, um, you haven't been on the show in a ridiculous amount of time. I don't want to count the episodes or do any of that other stuff. Yeah, uh, I've been busy. We... Weekly promote cabbage, but I don't think you've done anything with cabbage in a while. I've been busy. Been busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've I've got work and I've got life and I've got yeah my land and everything with the animals and the, all seven thousand uh, of them. 
All 700 of them, yeah. Jeez. Well, also, I had a feral pig come onto my property, and he wasn't aggressive or anything. He just came up, and I was sitting outside eating apples. Yeah. You know, yeah, like a hobo. uh, (laughs) As you do, farmer. (laughs) I was sitting there eating green apples, sitting outside the fence, just going like, oh, it's a great day. You know, and he comes walking up. He's just like, stops, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's a feral pig. He's gonna he's gonna gorge me, and he just looks at me and he's just like, Burr. and he gets closer and he's looking at the apple, so I give him one, and he like runs off. He takes it from my hand and he runs off in the woods and eats it and comes back for another, and he hasn't moved out since. Oh, is he living? <laughs> is he? He's an outside pig right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's gonna forever be an outside pig. He's gonna have a big boy, but he's uh he's about two years old. I had the doc come out and and rip his balls off, I mean, and um, as you do. <laughs> Yeah, you're on my land now. Balls. No balls for you. They're they're pretty big. They're about the size of a kidney pie. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're, they're, you know they're about they're, they're probably about five inches long balls, and they're shaped like a kidney, sort of. If it was like a Cronenberg kidney, and uh, he just makes a little slit, probably about an inch and a half, and just ripped them right out, cut them off, and then sprayed it with some blue coat. And I was like, all right, we had to trank dart them. Well, we, it was like you're gonna mess with a man's balls. Channel. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we couldn't get close enough to give him like an injection. We had to like straight up use a trank gun, and he he just like it was kind of sad because his legs gave out first, and he's just sitting there flopping around, you know, like uh, Daniel Day Lewis and uh, My Two Feet, <laughs> and eventually he, he he settles down, and we just rip his balls out, <laughs> and. And uh, he's calmed down since then. Um, he doesn't try and get out of the yard as much. He always came back at night to sleep. But I'm always afraid of him getting out because I live like a mile away from a major highway. And uh, and technically, you're not supposed to have swine in my area, huh. uh, which swine is dictated by any pig that lives outside. So my, my inside boys are fine. But him, you know, technically he's not mine. So if they ever throw a fit about it, it's be like, I don't know where the hell he came from. But he's not mine. <laughs> I, I, I did the so world now, a favor and cut his balls off yeah, for you. I've never seen that pig before in my life as he comes over asking for food like he does every morning. <laughs> be like, ah, he, I, I just have a way with it. I'm like Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. I just have a way with animals. I think but, did this all. So oh, me and Trent have known each other since we were basically kids at this point. Um, hairy children hairy two hairy children um but when when we were looking at apartments when i moved back from kansas city so like back in 08 um we were looking for apartments and you had that dog bowie that was like sort of yours and i remember the thing you asked about or we were talking about is you're talking about moving an animal in and i was like the last animal you had like to pee on my shoes and so for the entire, like, what, six years that we were in that apartment? Yeah. I was really anti-having an animal in the apartment. And then I move out, and then you move out, and then you go to a fucking farm, and now you have, like, hundreds of animals. Like, is yeah. this just, like, rebellion against not having animals for six years, or what? And Every, every, every time I get a new animal, I'm just like, fuck you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> but you acquired two dogs. That it was show that little fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, well, originally what happened was, is I got married and, and, um, I got two dogs, uh, Sam and Lily. They were Jack Russell dachshund mixes. And <clears throat> when, when 
my uh, wife and I split up, you know, I kept the dogs because you know, they were my dogs. I fucking took care of them. And, uh, and I had them for quite a long time. I actually gave them to her dad. Um, cause when they moved out here, uh, they started killing chickens because I mean, they're, they're Jack Russell's, you know, it's kind of hard to get that out of them. And I have two Australian shepherd mixes, uh, Australian shepherd blue healer mixes that don't screw with any of the chickens. They're really well trained. They don't mess with them, but the, but the Jack Russell's is just kind of in them to do it. And I didn't want to send them off to some rando. And timing just happened to be perfect that, and I hate saying perfect, um, her dad, he had two senior dogs who passed away within a short amount of time of each other, you know, so his misfortune was my fortune. So I was like, hey, hey, does your dad want, you know, Sam and Lily? And of course, they're happy now living right. with and him you, and you can they're trust all that, happy and stuff. Yeah, they're not with some stranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have the two dogs here now. I got three pigs that live in the house with me. One of them is my son, Peter. He sleeps in the bed with me. His name is Peter Porker. And uh, he's adorable. You've seen him on Facebook, I'm sure. And yeah. then there's Kevin Bacon and John Hamm. <laughs> they, they, they're, 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 they're little buddies. Um, these are then, not full-size uh, pigs, like though. These, these are like pot-bellied pigs, though, right? Well, they're they're little tiny little tiny pigs, yeah. They're like pop belly kunku mix. So they're like uh, Kevin and John are pretty much fully grown, and they're about the size of a English bulldog. Yeah, they're like what about twenty pounds? Uh, no, like like fifty. Oh, they've grown they're, a lot since the last time I was there. Well, well they're they're stocky. Like they have a lot of a lot of muscle on them. They're, they're massive. <clears throat> yeah, they're muscly, but uh, they're like little tumors. So. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, they, they live in the house, and I got, like, five cats, and that's pretty much it for the indoor animals until I get a sloth. And then I've got um, probably about 30-some-odd goats. I got hundreds of chickens and turkeys running around and guinea fowl and uh, yeah, all kinds of crap. So at this point, you're probably spending more on animal feed than you are people feed, aren't you? <clears throat> uh, it's, it's actually not that bad. No, because I have a Can big amount of land, the... Uh, <laughs> the the goats largely graze, so the only time I really have to spend money on feed and stuff is during the colder, uh, colder months, you know. And <clears throat> with the pigs, the pigs are actually pretty easy to eat. Be sorry, feed because uh, I give them a little bit of pig food, but I also supplement that with like fresh vegetables and fruits. They can eat pretty much anything. So I mean, I give them, I give Except them cheese for puffs. bacon. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't feed them that. Okay. I, don't, I don't give, I don't give them meat. That's weird, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do give them cheese puffs and Cheerios. They love fucking Cheerios. I don't know why. <laughs> They're obsessed. You would you would not believe how crazy they go when they see me carrying a Cheerio box. Oof. <laughs> I get shudders thinking about it. <laughs> it's just like, hey, boys. And then shake it. And they're just like, rah, 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 you know, so. Hey, but but it's time consuming so i haven't really you know what's funny is i actually recorded like a whole bunch of stuff for cabbage that i have the raw files for i just haven't put it together like i recorded man of medan i've heard um, of that you what i've heard of that but i haven't actually seen much about it it's it's the same it's super massive games you know uh they did like um until dawn and all that and and it's it's really fun i like it it's it's got a good kind of horror movie vibe thing too it's it's fun I'll, I'll eventually finish it but i've been yeah i've recorded a whole bunch of crap for it i did observer 
I did uh, oh, no, just so much, so much stuff, and I just haven't put it together because I haven't had time to sit down and do it between everything else, you know. Yeah, I was actually a little bit surprised to see you were going to be able to jump on tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were saying last week, we're still kind of going to be covering for Jason for quite a while, so you guys are going to get a lot of guest action here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so to anybody that hasn't gone back 400-plus episodes, me and Trent and Holly did this show together for, like, 160 or 70 episodes or something like that. Yeah, that's back when the show was good, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. But... (laughs) Hey, you were on like a small handful of those, man. Yeah, a I was, couple I was of talking those. about present company. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about Jason. It's Jason. <laughs> but yeah, he's Rusty a, and Jason joined in the low 100s, and then Trent got busy with life, and then me, Jason, and Rusty kind of continued on with other guests. God, I remember my first fucking episode. I, I really do. Uh, Back before Rusty, Rusty would have shuddered at the thought of doing a duo cast with me 300 episodes <laughs> oh, later. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> my first episode was me sitting on the floor of the fucking apartment in front of the microphone, staring at the uh, microphone like it was a goddamned enemy. And you I'm were like, staring at my dick, dude. Ah, well, I mean, <laughs> I was saying microphone, just, you know, come on, <laughs> shh, shh, come on. I mean, you don't yeah. need to put that on the internet. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the fucking famous. I thought the fucking microphone was gonna jump off the fucking table and eat me. It was I was afraid of it. That sounds uh, like an acid trip, dude. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I remember your first episode when you walked through the door, and I was like, "Who's this hot mound of stuffing?" Yeah, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> or, or I'm about to get all podcasty up in here. We uh, but. Onto more modern things. Um, other than the crazy ass pig story, do you got anything else interesting that's happened lately, Trent? Um, uh, let me think. Uh, been expanding my vinyl collection. Uh, I I, inter- I I invited you to the audio group. I'm in it. I just haven't done yeah, anything audio, yet. Yeah, the audio collective. Yeah, yeah. You should go through. There's some good stuff on there. Um, been doing that. I uh, went to go see Netzerab Drag John with me. Um, we went up to Chicago for that. That was pretty fun. Um, John is, he's become a better travel companion over the years. Well, he's just gotten older. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's not as pessimistic the entire fucking time. So it's not like traveling with Oscar the Grouch. So he's, he's, he's a lot more fun. Uh, we went down to, uh, the park up there in Chicago. We went to, um, Reckless Records and uh hit the show up and all that we went to giordano's pizza oh. which was awesome i love that did place you, did you go up there and see josh uh no actually i talked to him while i was up there he was actually coming back in on a flight and he texted me and he's like dude you guys are in chicago i was like yeah man, i didn't want to bother you because i didn't know what you were up to and and he's like i'm just coming back in i said yeah we're about to actually head out of town <laughs> so and he's like he's like damn it so he was like, well, next time you guys come up here, you need to stay for a few days. So I, I told him that next time we would. And I'll so. try to provide a little bit of context. So John is the guy from Pupcast, but what you guys don't know is that me, Trent, and John have known each other an extremely long time. Yeah, so, I went to high school with him. Right. Yeah. And then I've, I met these guys in- basically right after they got out of high school, like literally while well, you yeah. guys were like 19 and 20 years old. Yeah, John and I were in 
two or three bands together, and that's about the time and I then, met you was during the uh, the Axis days. Yeah, we also used yeah. to go to a lot of like shows and stuff like that. Josh is a guy that was in a band called Audio Paradox, and then another yeah. band called Aphorism that's a noisy industrial band that's currently yeah. releases like something every seven years. But yeah. Yeah, um, he, he was he was also in Ava O. Yeah, Wait, so, he was, yeah, which tour was Suxi and the Banshees back in the day. So, so, and yeah. he used, we used to see him in Dallas at a place called the Church, which was an old goth club um, back when we were more <laughs> into that kind of stuff. Um, if you can imagine that any of us were ever into any of that kind of stuff, but I can, I've seen the pictures. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was into the into the punk and industrial. You know, I didn't I didn't care about the goth stuff. Yeah, we just happened to be adjacent to all that stuff for yeah. late nineties, early two thousands. So you just that's what it was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't have anything nearly that interesting right now, aside from the fact that I have fucking chimney sweep chimney swifts in my chimney. So that's a it's a protected bird, and I was looking up how to get rid of them because we had a storm about a week ago and it blew the chimney cap off and I was going to go put it back up and I heard a lot of chirping, and I was like oh shit and so I like peeked my head in there and a couple of birds fly out right and so it's like the movie right yeah and you're and I'm just like I don't I'm not bird phobic but I don't like things <laughs> flying in my face well I mean yeah I'm just don't like anything wagging around over there so when. That happened, and I was on the roof, and I almost fell off the roof I from fucking almost. birds. Um, I didn't that's, know what to do, so I started looking it up, and then I found out that they have to nest, have their young, and escape before you can clean out their shit. And so now they go all the way down the chimney and chirp, and then there's one that's, like, gotten through the crack on the, what's the little, the damper? Mm-hmm. And he'll poke his head out and get in there and antagonize both my dogs at about 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> And fly in circles in there and then get up on the glass and, like, peck at the glass. Always. And then Zoe and Lola go ape shit, And then he'll fly back up into the flu and whatever the little crack is. And then, then I hear, you know, six or seven bird voices up in there. And then chimney sweeps, or chimney sweeps, chimney swifts. Is, is that what they're called? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not Anyways, a bird person. These, they, they're a protected species. They migrate from South America. So you can't do anything until they're gone. But they're also really fucking noisy and not typical pretty bird noise. It's like, it's a really abrasive noise. <laughs> that sound, man. Yeah, it just, it fucking sucks. It's gonna... And they get really pissy when you like peek down in the chimney. Like I went up there again, seeing if maybe it, maybe there's, I can like scare them out or something, right? Mm-hmm. And I peek my head in and they're like all of them in unison are just making this weird grating noise. It sounds like something from a noise industrial record. It's bad. Um <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's been my life right now is the, the voice of the chimney, chimney swift or whatever the fuck they're called. And it have, fucking you ever, blows. have you ever gone to the kitchen in the middle of the night and they've just been sitting there making noises? No, they, they go to sleep probably about, a, about 1130s when they're going to okay. go to bed. Like if me and Rusty go out there, they might sense our presence and get noisy again. Oh, you, you two living together now? No, I mean, we're yeah. here and yeah. you're over <laughs> 30 miles away. Yeah. Like, if he wakes me up and says, can you get me a glass of water? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. And it's warm milk. Okay. It's, it's warm, warm milk. Yeah, yeah. Warm, Go warm milk. Get him some milk yeah. and cookies. Yeah. It's like, as much as I like your milk, can you get me some warm milk? Uh, I'll give you some warm milk. <laughs> I almost forgot. I almost forgot something. What's that? I got a, I got backtrack. I went blind in one eye. What? From age? I went, I, <laughs> no. I, I went mean... blind in one eye 
momentarily. It was like a very short period of time. I was having these really massive pressure headaches during the uh, the transition from uh, from the <laughs> nice, wet transition. That. Yeah, what? That's pretty good. During the transition from winter to spring. Oh, okay. And and I, I usually don't have allergies, but I was having really bad pressure headaches uh, so every time. Allergies cause the weather lightness. was spike. And, and and just out of nowhere, one day I'm sitting at my desk and I like rub my the side of my uh, my my right eye. And everything just starts to go gray, and I'm just like, "Oh, this is new." <laughs> <laughs> you know? And and the vision starts to go, and 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 I realize how calm I am under 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 pressure, because I was just like, "Ah, oh, well, I guess I got to get an eye patch now." <laughs> that, was my, that was my first thought. That's your first was, thought is. Was, I guess I'm blind now in one eye, but um, <laughs> I got up and I walked around for a minute. I looked at my boss and said, "Hey, can you look at my eye for a sec?" And he's like, "Yeah." Uh, and I and I peel open my eyelids and said, "Does this eye look any different than the other one?" And he's like, "Nope." And I said, "You don't see anything weird." I said, "Shine a light in it," and he did. And I said, "Is it doing anything?" He's like, "Nope." I said, "That's because I'm fucking blind." <laughs> and I and I'm walking around. I'm waving my hand in front of my face, and all of a sudden, everything goes Tron. What? Like, like everything like turns from pitch black to a light gray. And then everything that's white turns bright blue, See, and everything else is still gray. And then the details start to fill in as these weird blue-like roots go across every white surface until eventually everything comes back to normal. It's like watching something depixelate. Did you reboot? Wow. Did I? Did I what? <laughs> did you reboot? Did you turn yourself yeah, off? Yeah, I back think I rebooted. Again? Yeah, I and think did, I rebooted. In all I seriousness, to... have you thought about asking a doctor what the fuck? Oh, happened? I did. I did. No, I went, you have I went like to a the mini optometrist. Stroke? Yeah, yeah. I went to the optometrist and he took a look and we were going over and he said, well, you got no signs of anything like glaucoma or anything. He said, it sounds like the pressure headaches had an effect on your ocular cavity. It's on your on your optic nerve through pressure, which caused it to pinch. And I'll probably pinch your made you nerve. go fucking blind for like two fucking minutes. Oh my and god! I was like, I was like, wow, that was that was pretty intense. Uh, yeah, I think I, <laughs> I, I think I might actually have a different reaction to that. Uh, I was my my main reaction was shit. Everybody I know, I'm gonna have to explain that I'm not trying to be a trendy douchebag by wearing an eye patch. Uh, <laughs> They're gonna be like, dude, why are you wearing an eye patch? You're trying to be like a fucking pirate. Be like, no, I'm fucking blind in one eye now. <laughs> you know? Well, if you're blind in the eye, I mean, you didn't lose the eye. Why, why are you wearing an eye patch? Because if I'm driving, the person on my right doesn't know I'm blind on my right. But if they look over and see I have an eye patch, that gives me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> that, that they'll realize that I can't turn my head like a fucking owl to see them. We had, there was a guy that worked with me that I ended up having to fire um, that would he always, was blind. no, yeah. no, he'd call yeah. in for all sorts of different reasons. And he'd say to have a hard time seeing the keyboard and the screen. And so, you know, went through all the accessibility things was setting him up. Right. And he'd yeah. always wear an eye patch. Now the problem was he got really, I got hot and the AC broke in the building for a while. And for one reason or another, he flipped the eye patch to the other eye, and then I called fucking bullshit. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it went from left to right, and he's still typing, and it's like, wait a second. Wait. And then I called my boss over, and I was like, you remember what You remember what eye it was on? What's different here? It's left eye, He's right? like, no? how, did he, how did he go blind in the other eye? And the other one suddenly became healed. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I was like, I guess all those absences we excuse for him having issues are probably bullshit. 
it's a miracle. So I confronted him about it, and he couldn't fly his way out of it. And I just turned yeah. his ass because I had given him, basically just said, oh, those eight absences, you know, that you had, because you said that you couldn't see and you were having difficulty were probably lies. Yeah. That totally reminded me of that. I was thinking about not not going to say his name. Oh, yeah, well, but... well, I'm not. I'm not fucking lying. So. Yeah, well, I'm, but I'm not it was just worse. It's just you know some douchebag, barely yeah, adult yeah. kid that was working with us. I used to work with our new hires all the time, and so I just you know I was trying to do the right thing by this guy. I fucking lied to me about blindness. It's like what a douchebag. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna have. That's such a weird thing to choose. Yeah, <laughs> if you're like, gonna have a uh, if you're gonna have a uh, story like that, a cover story, you, you better yeah. keep Unless, your fucking like left and right <laughs> under control. I mean, I mean, nowadays you can just be like, well, you know, uh, someone coughed near me and I'm kind of freaked out. I want to quarantine, or I had a death in the family. That's usually the go-to. Oh, my my uncle died, and I gotta go and do this thing and they're like, okay well you know that's fine but you, you can get away with that once really yeah, yeah. how many well, do that. you have <laughs> if i say dollar store renfair bitch you'll know exactly what i'm talking about that's the kind of guy this was yeah i yeah i get that yeah i know those people <laughs> they're they're not good people <laughs> i can't i can't say well he actually did wear like a pirate that. a pirate hat in his car oh, oh. god Damn, dude! What he was just fuck? looking for an excuse to wear the eye patch. Looking, he was just day. looking, yeah. But yeah, you yeah. know, it's that's when the, the 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 queer eye guys need to pop out. Hey. Like, help! They need to help. He did it help in all sorts of different ways, but yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Was he was he a neckbeard? Uh, absolutely. Oh, I love neckbeards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hate them, but that's why I love them. So I love. <laughs> I love neckbeard cringe. It's like my it's like my fucking crack, dude. That one and, and Karen's getting triggered, so <laughs> You just watch that shit on YouTube nowadays. Oh yeah, dude, I do. I do. I love that. It's like I'll I'll go to work and when I'm working on like like I I'm working on uh, our next exhibition stuff, doing all the promotional graphics and stuff for it. So I'll just put on YouTube and put on the Karen Triggered episode one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, and just listen to these crazy people go off about just weird shit at least half of them are in a supermarket of some sort oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. most of them you're just like really really it's yeah. just, well, well you know i just think you should speak english uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like well i wish you could understand english so. this isn't your fucking house get the fuck out oh my Anyways, gosh all right no it's all good yeah. um I don't know how to transition out of that. No, you don't. You I'm just, just Rusty, I'm at, I'm Rusty, Rusty, what have you been up to? Oh, there we go, Trent. Thank hey, you. Hey, look at this. He's, He's still a... got the skills, man. I don't You're born to... a producer, man. That's how it goes. No, no, you just, all you did was just, we were driving, and you went over and reached across and grabbed the wheel and just cranked it hey, left. Fucking but all I, the I way brought left. us back, though. <laughs> I didn't kiss the abyss. I brought us back. Right. <laughs> Somehow we didn't end up in a lake. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I know Lola. I know you. Nud- I, I I know, but we're gonna have to do this later. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> no. You trust this guy with your dog? Yes. <laughs> she loves me. Um. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that my dogs haven't really been socialized that much aside from podcast recently because <gasps> nobody's here. You know, I can't really go anywhere, and so they see they Rusty see me. like. 
and that's Once it a week and that's yeah. And, and yeah. i'm the new i'm the new plaything. so <laughs> and, and now she's looking at me like i'm going to jump on you and i said i don't want to Oh, Here, look. you get going. I'll get her busy. Oh, yeah, okay, well, she's she's riling up. <clears throat> um. Anyway, Uh. yeah, dude, I, my, my biggest fucking thing was fucking 4th of July, really. Nice. Yeah, so 4th of July happens. I, I have uh, I have a uh, golf course right behind my apartment. And the golf course in in my area actually does the city's fireworks display, which means I get a front row seat to the fireworks display without having to fucking go anywhere. I just walk around the apartment and stand there on the sidewalk, and it's like right fucking there, right? You know, that's, so that's, that's that's pretty posh. Yeah. It's 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 nice if if you like yeah. fireworks. I. I I, uh, I I fucking despise them. I hate fireworks. Oh no, there's a twist. I fucking hate fireworks, dude. <laughs> I so my my view on fireworks is you're lighting thousands Rusty. of dollars R- on fire. Rusty, Rusty. What? Do you hate freedom? I I don't hate freedom. <laughs> I, I, you, I I hate loud hate, noises. <laughs> do you do you hate America? Well, America's loud, son. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate loud noises. I am a nocturnal being, so fucking like, so this this starts fucking happening. Of course, you know the fireworks is gonna. I, I knew it was gonna fucking happen. I knew it was gonna be fucking loud, right? What I didn't expect is that all of my fucking neighbors bought like probably a hundred thousand dollars worth of fucking M80s, because for fucking six hours straight, it was nothing but fucking explosions outside my window. <laughs> And on top of that, dude, that's called celebrating. That's yeah. On top of that, I had a fucking migraine that night. So of course, every single one of those explosions was amplified in my head. Ah. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck man. I look at the fucking time. It's two o'clock in the fucking morning and they're still firing off fucking M80s and rockets and all kinds of shit. And I'm like, dude, Go the fuck to bed. You uh, have oh, to yeah, have no. burned through See, some I got, I got a limit on that. When, yeah. <clears throat> in my old neighborhood, when I had neighbors, if they kept doing that shit beyond 10, I was like, freedom ends at 10 o'clock. <laughs> right. <laughs> because a lot of us got work in the morning, bro. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I went to I went to my parents and, of course, I've got a whole system of child proofing the house and, you know, saying the blessings and all those things to make sure Lola doesn't freak out when I'm gone. Or, but or eat your VR again. Yeah, but oh. um, so I left the house thinking Lola was going to flip out, not paying attention to the hearing dog. And when I came back, like Zoe fucking exploded on the Fourth of July. And what I mean is there was just shit all over the place. <laughs> oh god! And she was uh. hiding in the corner, covered in shit. <laughs> when I got home on the fourth, and I felt so bad, like, and then I had to give her a bath, which she fucking hates too. Oh, poor dog. <laughs> so, I know that feeling. <laughs> no, no, that, that reminds me of... I was so fucking chill shot. I was going to come to your Halloween party a few years back, if you remember, and I had to call you or text you and say, dude, I can't make it because my dog fucking shit all over the place. <laughs> I got home, and Lily had explosive diarrhea. <laughs> she got in her crate, because I, I give them crates so they have their own little boundaries where they can go in and sleep and stuff. They're never closed. 
but she got into her crate and just exploded it out the back of the crate against the wall and all over herself. When I came home, she was just sitting there shivering in her own dried feces. (laughs) And I I, I was just like, sorry, I can't make it to your Halloween party. (laughs) Yeah, and it it was shitty because, like, when I got here, like, it was nonstop explosions. It was just like a low rumble of explosions, like, all over the place. Yeah. Me and Rusty were recording the night after, and it was still going on. But 4th of July, like, from about 9.30 through about one thirty in the morning, it was just, like, machine gun fire. Yeah. It was all... It, it was, was just, like... 360 degrees fucking noise. And so are, you Zoe, sure, are you sure it wasn't machine gun fire? Who knows? I mean, but, well... It could have been. But no, it's yeah. just explosions all over the place. And of course, I live between a golf course that does fireworks normally. Fucking and they weren't doing any fireworks in Tulsa, but I live slightly outside of Tulsa. And so all along this area, there was just like fireworks going all over the place. And it took three days for Zoe to want to go outside. Like I kept having to pick her up and take her out to the far corner <laughs> of the yard. She hates being picked up. And then I would just... <laughs> put her on the ground and then she would take a dump or pee or whatever and then dart back to the door so like she was having a really hard time of it like fucking shell shock my dog oh uh, well, yeah i don't fucking have dogs but i basically was the same fucking way every time a fucking firecracker went off and the you know you shit yourself i shit myself i i fucking <laughs> i stop i stop what i'm doing at that moment shit myself right then there and i'm like well fuck i've got to clean just this up just, now. just immediately ran to the corner yeah <laughs> and just fucking shivered and put it covered in my own shit it was like well i'm a chili dog <laughs> <laughs> i like that justin has reached a point in his life where he can talk he can talk about poop openly without gagging constantly <laughs> I've, he used to have a real problem he did he used to have a real bad problem about i've just gotten so used to picking up well shit. He, i made him dry heave a couple times on the show back in the day if anybody wants to go back and listen to the episodes I, well like I, there's i like, desensitized him to it well zoe's desensitized and lola actually doesn't shit that much she's actually more or less house drained nice. um, more or less when when she's not like chewing down a wall yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, th- thankfully out here, since I live in the middle of a giant forest, um, nobody really does a whole lot of fireworks because they're conscientious about it. Uh, so th- they'll do small stuff, but they usually cut it out by like nine thirty, ten. Sounds yeah, blissful. that's kind con- that's country folk. Yeah, sounds blissful. <laughs> well, <laughs> your nearest neighbor's like a mile away. Uh he, he's like a half mile. Yeah, but I have this- I have people like right across my creek from me and they got a big field out there and um i have a what is it uh i have power lines that run through the back side of my property so there's a way uh what's it called um um oh, i forgot a small dirt forgot. road uh no not a small road it's just you know it's all cleared out so yeah. they so they can come out there and people will go out there into their sections and stuff, fireworks and that's actually a lot closer to me i can actually visually see that area and like I said, I mean, they, they, they stopped about 930. It's pretty nice. More often than not, I hear people firing off their, their semi-automatic rifles at like 1030 at night more than anything. Well, right. But doing target, doing target practice hey. in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, well, Hey, it's the country, man. Some of us have some really nice setups with yeah. some hardcore lighting yeah. and uh, personal ranges and stuff. And, so. and those signs got to be perforated. I mean, the, the, do not pass sign has to be barely legible 
<laughs> you know, because of all the bullets, bullet holes. Yeah. Yeah, we've gone through like 20 mailmen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, the, I love the mailman out here. They drive Jeeps. So, I love it. <laughs> I talk Jeep with the mailman. Nice. So, so yeah. um, Trent, you've been, I know you still play a fair amount of games. Um, is there anything that you've been playing lately that's pretty interesting? I finally picked back up Death Stranding and finished it, and I played The Sinking City. How is and that? And I played The Last of Us 2, and oh, I, I finally got a copy of God of War 2018. That's a pretty um, decent game. Yeah, I just I, I just had put it off because it's like, you know, it's this thing where they can't decide if they're Greek or they're Roman or what. I, I'm just, you know. And so I, so I thought, okay, I'll finally give it a shot. And, you know, it's all Celtic now, so I jumped into it. I'm, I'm probably about five hours into that, maybe six. But Death Stranding was really, uh, that was that was a trip. You look like a baby right now. You're just smiling so big. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that you can I can see you but you can't see me because that's how all my relationships are. <laughs> it's that's how, it's I, that's how I prefer it. I think it's <laughs> you know? it's also your shitty internet. Yeah, I got country internet. I'd rather not risk the audio just so you guys can see me sitting <laughs> in my office. I'm naked right now, but <clears throat> not real. I got some Stranger Thing boxers on and uh, and a Netzareb T-shirt. It's pretty sexy. <laughs> I'm playing with my balls every once in a while because it's it's real hot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Death Stranding. I, I okay. <clears throat> I feel like this is deja vu. Uh, I usually don't play walking simulator games, but there, there's there's so much more to this particular game than that because you don't even have to walk. You can drive if you want, you know, or you can fast travel. There there's a way to fast travel later on, but. Uh, what's uh what's interesting about it i think you had asked me at one point um um if it's something you can kind of zen relax to and i'm gonna sell the game to you kind of hard because i'm giving it to you i'm gonna give you a copy of it but you can you can play it as a zen game you can drop in and out it's it's nothing that you really have to commit to too much but a lot of that doesn't really come into play for me, in my opinion, until later on. Once you start to actually get structures built and highways built, and you can do stuff and travel around much easier, then you then it you can you can you can drive half like clear across the entire map in like ten minutes, or sorry, one of the maps in ten minutes to get a package delivered and progress the story, and then just walk away. So otherwise, you spend like an hour or so traversing mountains and paths and using ladders and all kinds of shit and anchors and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but the one thing I really loved about the game was the online component that Kojima came up with, which was what really sold it for me was uh, in this particular world, when people die, they go uh, necrotic when a BT gets to their body when they're, when they're dead and it causes a void out, which is like a nuclear explosion you being who you are you have a particular disease that some people have called dooms that keeps that from happening to you instead you can repatriate back into your body but when you're dead you can see your body you can see the area that you died in and you can see everybody else who died there kind of like in dark souls and if you interact with any of their bodies 
it connects you to that person through a strand and things that they build in their world start to fall over into yours and vice versa. And uh, also during some boss fights, people that you've connected with, their avatars will show up coming out of the black goo and throw you stuff like ammunition or uh, blood bags and weapons and stuff, which is kind of cool. So the more people you connect with, <clears throat> the more of an advantage you can get in certain areas. Um, but I love that because, you know, I'm, I'm driving down to a place I've never been before. And the whole point is you're trying to bring on all these different knots, these cities and these these uh, underground bunkers onto the chiral network. So basically you're, you're doing Google's work, trying to bring everybody <laughs> online. And when you do that, when you bring somebody online, all these new things will start to auto-populate from everybody's worlds that you've been connected with. Before that, it's a little bit more sparse what you're going to run into, like a recharge station, stuff like that. And those are things that you really need if you're driving a car or a bike um, because the batteries drain out. You can get long-range ones later on that last a little bit longer, but, but the more that you speed or put stress on those, the faster the battery runs out. And uh, but they can carry a fuck ton like the I use the vans a lot, these big ass vans, and you can load up like a fuck ton of packages in there. It's such a weird concept for a game. It's like fucking it's, it's UPS. Amazon Prime the game. It's Amazon <laughs> Prime the game, right? Because uh, it's like part U- of it's a balancing simulator, right? UPS delivery. Yeah, well, yeah, driver. yeah. When, when, when you when you've loaded up your your friendly delivery man, uh, Norman Reedus, with a bunch of pack, like it can get pretty high. He looks like a penis with legs sometimes. <laughs> uh, you can get really unbalanced, and, and it can get to a point where you can't even walk. You just kind of slowly lift your legs up and stumble around. And, of course, anytime you fall, you do damage to your products. And that, of course, counts against you. And the whole point is to get things delivered so that people trust you and will let you bring them onto the chiral network. It doesn't take very much to... Whoa. Like, seriously. Yeah. Anyway, it it doesn't take much to get people to actually trust you and give you... And get up to, like, a five... Sorry, to a three-star rating, which is, I think, you need to bring them onto the chiral network. And once you bring somebody on the chiral network, you have access to all the features, like you can fabricate equipment uh, from an outpost and stuff. One of the cool things, though, is the ammunition system. Your ammunition is your blood. That's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, because because of the, the because of your particular biology, BTs, the invisible floaty things, don't really like it when you throw your piss, your shit, your bathwater, or your blood on them. <laughs> That's fucking bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, like when you go into your little vault place at any of the not cities, you can take a shit, you can take a shower, and you can piss, and every time you do, it creates uh, grenades for you (laughs) that they drop into your inventory, and you can use them to throw at BTs to fuck them up so that you can get out of there, you can attack them, stuff like that. Um, There's some human element enemies in it with mules, which are package grabbers. (laughs) That sounds horrible. Package grabbers. (laughs) But they're mules. (laughs) But you... Yeah, yeah, Thursday night on package grabbers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> sorry, I just uh, I had some shit at him. I had a political daydream just pop in my head that was kind of funny. Anyway, um, <laughs> but you can you can do all kinds of stuff <laughs> with your package grabber. You know, they'll come after you to steal your stuff, and they'll kill you. <laughs> and but there's also like there's like Mads uh, was it Mads Mickelson's in it. Okay. 
And he's great. He's great. I love him in that game. He's really good. Mm. And uh, his character is just some of the, the ways that they kind of present him in that game is so fucked up. I can't go into the story, though, because I, I don't want to really ruin the story because it's such a great fucking story. And you got to get about you got to get about halfway through the game before it really starts to make sense or uh, even a semblance of a fucking, you know, but that's, uh, of sense. That's Kojima for you, though. I mean, yeah, that's... That, 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 yeah, that is Kojima. But once it starts to actually make sense, it's really good. Like I, I sat there and I got to the end of the game and the end of the game actually probably takes a couple hours just because of cinematics. It's not surprising. It's got, I mean, you played the last uh, Metal, Metal Gear. Gear Solid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The whole yeah. intro is like 10% playable, 2% cut or two hour cut scene. And then, yeah. And then you get to play. Yeah. yeah. The, the end of the game is like that on this one, but it's, it's actually worth it. It's, it's really good. I enjoyed the story and they actually do explain quite a bit of it. You still have to put a few things together. And it's it's just really really well done and really cool. I do suggest it. I enjoy it, and I actually kind of want to go back and play it again at some point because it is it is kind of relaxing once you've got your arsenal of stuff and you can you can protect yourself. <laughs> your massive bags of shit. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were times I was loading out with like five non-lethal assault rifles, which I oh man, those things weigh more than i care to actually admit because you got to carry them all as boxes because it's just you just don't carry a gun on your back you, you gotta pull the box off your shoulder and then it drops out and you got an assault rifle like okay now i can finally shoot you know and um grenades um blood bags which you need for um replenishing your blood because like i said all of your ammunition is your blood pretty much it sucks <laughs> So you can actually kill yourself in a fight just by shooting too often. So it, it does take a little bit of practice and strategy to, I mean, you have to go up against this gigantic Titan of a thing that's huge and you just have to unleash so much fucking ammo on it. I end up using this quadruple rocket launcher that just sucks you faster than a vampire, <laughs> but it does, but it does a lot of damage. And, and that's the cool thing where, like, the avatars of people you connect with will show up during fights uh, with BTs and they'll throw you ammunition and blood packs and stuff. So the more strands you make, the more help you'll get. And that saved my ass so many times that I had connected with other players because um, I'll be like, I can't even it won't even let me fire my gun anymore because I don't have enough blood. And then all of a sudden this this white ghosty avatar will come lifting up out of the 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 uh the oil and throw me a blood bag out of nowhere and i'm like oh thank you <laughs> now i have to get it equipped without dying so but well, it, it saves you overall it sounds like you're pretty heartily recommending this game yeah i do I, i've heard people i've talked to some people and they're just like well i don't play walking simulators and i'm like well you're a fucking idiot because <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it is i mean it, it comes off as one in the previews because you do walk around a lot but you can get a trike uh, really early on in the game, and then you don't have to walk anymore. You can just ride a trike everywhere, and then you can upgrade to the to the bigger bus and uh, take that. And there's vehicles laying around all over the landscape from other players. So you don't even ever have to actually print out a vehicle. You can just pick up a random one and start driving it. Interesting. So. <clears throat> so I, I do recommend it, and I, I have a copy of it for you. I'll give you so because I, I upgraded my version to the collector's edition, so I have the giant life-size abortion in a jar. Oh my that, god! 
<laughs> yeah, it lights up. It keeps me company. <laughs> it <tonight>. lights up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. I think you can open it too. I haven't done that because I, I, it's sitting next to my turntable in my living room. I haven't, I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> like I, I took the baby out and put in batteries, but um, I put it back. It comes in like a uh, a mock um, uh, bridges case, which is the company that you work for. Uh, it's just a a mock metal looking case, like the ones that you carry around. So. So uh, it comes with that and uh, one of the, uh, what are they called, Jaeger figures? The uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it comes with one of those, which actually that's the main reason I got it was for the BB and the Jaeger. I didn't care about anything else. But yeah, no, I'll give you that copy of it so you can play because I think, I think you'd just remember, I mean, it is Kojima. So, you know, it's it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Everything's coming against us. But the, the computer wants to restart now for an update. Yeah, but is it still recording, though? Yes, it, it is still is. recording. <laughs> okay, then, then we're good, because I'm not going to go and fucking talk about Death Stranding for a third fucking time. <laughs> what you don't know is we think that Lola hit stop at some point. Uh, right. The crazy Wine thing is I'll, yeah. I'll give her a little bit of Benadryl to calm her down, and I don't know that it had any effect on her tonight. No. It doesn't. She's she's just fucking crazy right now. No, I'm 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 gonna pick up uh, Death Stranding myself, but I'm gonna pick it up on PC when it comes. Yeah, out. I, I was gonna say they're about to put it on PC, and I'm actually debating on. I already have it on PlayStation, but I'm actually debating on get on PC just because I think it would be a much cooler experience. Plus, there's the whole modding, you know. Uh, aspect where hey somebody could turn into a first person version you know the game which would be kind of interesting just to kind of see or do a vr you know uh patch on it where you can actually play it with um i got the pimax uh 4k and the htc vive so one of those will end up working with it uh, so yeah i didn't know you picked up a pimax yeah yeah i got one of those uh, i kickstarted those when they first came around and i did the I, I did the 8K, but then I went down to the 5K because they they changed all the system specs after they had already sold everybody their bundles. That's so. Back up for a second. Pimax is the super high res VR kit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like eye tracking and all that shit. And and what happened was is I I, I kickstarted the 8K version, the world's first 8K VR, is what they called it, with the wraparound head, so you get like a full uh, um, depth feel to it and they changed the system specs after they had sold the bundles and I was going to have to upgrade so much shit just to I think I was going to have to drop around six or seven hundred dollars on new graphics cards just to go up one generation right sorry one level are you running just a to be able to use it 1080 ti right now still I can't remember what I'm running at the moment um because it's been a while <laughs> Fucking me, just let a, me, I'm pulling out my hardware. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I thought you were like right now. dual dueling 1082i's, or did you SLI two 1080ti's or something? Yeah, I'm, I, I have an SLI set up on them. I'm trying to pull up my. Um, oh my god, I do this at work like every fuck. I got my hardware manager pulled up. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to pull up. Just type in it, DXDAG. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking for it. Fucking. But, but anyway, you know, um, I picked I picked that up and I and I got the 5K in, and it's 
it's it's interesting i'll say that i i went through and i played um i think it was resident evil 7 with it oh god and then i played um one of my favorite games which is called house of the dying sun that uh, game when it comes good. to vr games that's like one of my top favorite vr games that is so immersive it's a, and it's it, so much fun it's like got low poly but it's in a cockpit and it's a roguelike yeah dogfighter basically yeah, yeah, it's it's so much fucking fun, and it can be really challenging. Like the the harder difficulty levels on that are. I mean, it's 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 when it comes to um, space dogfighting, that's probably one of the best games I have come across for that. And so I played the shit out of that so much. Uh, I love it, and it's it's just as fun with the Pimax system as my HTC Vive was. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I played with the with the Pimax. Oh, I did No Man's Sky, yeah, uh, VR. Which when that first came out, it sucked. It sucked so horribly. Yeah, did it, did it nothing, fuck with your? Worse. Oh, I was gonna say, did it fuck with your like having free movement? Kind of hurt no, you with? No, the, the movement was fine. It's just the game wouldn't wouldn't run right because yeah. it was it was configured so poorly for VR when it first came out. I had to wait for another patch. And then they fixed it, and I was able to pop on my headset, and I was like, okay, this is much better. So I was able to actually look around without the whole game lagging. Yeah, they were like, having problems with, the co- uh, with cockpit views and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that, and I, I, I saw the you news to... report for it, and I said, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to try that. So if you're into something really grindy, Trent, you need to try Elite Dangerous in VR. That's Oh, no, I have it. Yeah, yeah. But... Flying ships in VR, and that is the best combat or the best piloting experience I've had so far. Oh, yeah, no, I I played it on my HTC Vive. Yeah, no, I have it. It was it was entertaining. Um, it's fun. It's one of those things where I felt when I was playing it, it it was much more. Um, what's the word? Um, what's the thing? I'm engrossing where I had to really, I couldn't just pop in and out like with something like House of the the Dying Sun. Yeah, you got to commit an hour or something to play that. Yeah, yeah, you really have to. So, so House of the Dying Sun, when it just comes to, hey, I want to go in and run a mission and blow the shit out of this, you know, space station, you know, House of the Dying Sun, way to go, really great. Also, Valkyrie, E Valkyrie on PlayStation 4 is really good as well. Um, I wish it was a little bit more expansive. But uh, it's it is what it is. Oh, I did play, <laughs> I did play a Star Trek. Um, what was it, Bridge, Bridge Commander? Group, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I played that. <laughs> yes. Don't you need to be playing that multiplayer though? No, no, <laughs> no you... you don't have to. Uh, it's it's much more fun with other people because it's like it's like the NSFW version of Star Trek. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so horrible. It's it, it pretty much any any childhood fantasies you have about Star Trek just get shattered against the wall of dissolution <laughs> when you play with other people <laughs> online. The some of the people take on like I play with a couple guys that that really got into their characters. <laughs> I'll say that, <laughs> and to the point where it was supposed to be comedic and it was really funny as shit. Uh, but yeah, you fail your mission. <laughs> but it was fun. It was. It's actually a really fun game. It's a good beer night kind of game, just to get everybody in there. Cause you got like, you've got systems, you know, running shield and everything. You've got weapons. You've got the captain. It's 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 really fun just to be, especially if you're the captain. It's really fun. 
because you're just sitting there telling everybody what to do. It's kind of like uh, there's a game called uh, uh, Space Alert that's a board game that um, the whole point is you everybody gets a job and one person is supposed to be the captain and you play the CD and the CD will yell out things that are happening as you're playing. They'll be like, Oh yeah, you got somebody who showed up over here. You got to put that card down and they start moving towards you. You got to tell everybody, okay, load energy over here to fire this weapon. You do this and you do this. And then you have calm blackouts. And what happens is, is if the comms go black, nobody can talk. (laughs) (laughs) And so they come back on. So you have to use your hand gestures to tell everybody what to do. (laughs) <laughs> and and like like eight out of ten times the whole crew dies <laughs> because because nobody wants to listen no you know everybody's trying to argue with everybody about what to do and you're like i'm the fucking captain <laughs> i'm the captain you do what i tell you to do <laughs> and we will be fine so it reminds me a lot of space alert without the cons blackouts um and not not so much the urgency either if you've never played space alert i really would suggest that it's funny as shit so like- but yeah um what was it? Uh, I also played The Last of Us Two, which I, I know you played that as well, didn't you? Yeah, try not to. I'm about halfway through, but okay. I would just say because it's so story centric, um, your overall impression, like one verse one versus two, how would you <clears throat> compare the two? Okay, um, <clears throat> I already beat it. I shotgunned it in like three nights after work because i was just i was just I mean, you know really actually i said that back i had an extra day off from work so i played it really long that first day of the night then i just blasted through it two nights after that um story-wise that that game keeps kicking do you feel like did you <laughs> like it better than the first one or do you like the first one better that, that's 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 so hard to say because they're, they're I mean, honest, obviously they're two a, different they're two different animals to be honest with you they, they are, really are but like in my head, the quality of the second one it definitely seems to hold up to the first one. Yeah, yeah, the quality is there I, when it comes to the overall like construction of the narrative and its delivery and everything. The acting's pretty good. Um, uh, I love it. They did a great job. I, I love seeing uh, everything that you know, just the way that they built they they the way that they expanded on into the world and everything. Do, do I enjoyed think, that. Do you think people are review blasting it because uh, it's not just an Ellie story? Like, like oh, I can re- say that re- much. Re- like rephrase your question. Like so, th- there's a lot of people that are just review blasting it as the shittiest game of all time right now, and it got a really low user score on Metacritic. Yeah, yeah. And I, in my head, I feel like it's because they wanted just an LA story, and it's more than just an LA story. Would you agree with that? Because um, what I've gotten. Are we talking be- about what the other side of that story is? Not so much the details, but that it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Abby. Yeah abby now i've i've seen review blasting ranging from people bitching that it's a two-sided story to people bitching about lgbtq representation being thrown down people's throats yeah and i think that's for, i thought actually felt like it was really natural with that side of it yeah yeah for me i thought it was actually very well done first off if you played the dlc for the last of us was it left behind yeah you know you know ellie's gay yeah. Or at least bisexual, but she is gay or bi. So who gives a shit? If you're going to be pissed off that Ellie's gay, then play a different fucking game or get your ball sack out of your ass and be a man. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. She's a good character. She's fun to play as. Well, I just thought, like, if you know. you're going to talk about 
you know, uh, as far as representation goes, like they couldn't have done it better in a more natural way without it feeling forced, yeah. right? It's not like yeah. they had like it. It didn't make it stereotypical. No, it, it didn't feel like it was being forced. Just I didn't feel like playing it that any of my gay friends would be offended by her. You know what I mean? Oh, and that's, no, and, and no, that's no, that's no, the no. main thing. Like I wanted them if they're gonna if they're gonna go that course of the story, make it feel natural and not stereotypical yeah. or forced. And it didn't feel it's, either of those things. It, it's not like they only had one gay character and it was played by Divine. You know, it's, <laughs> right. it was, right. You don't have a token character. It's <laughs> it didn't feel token. That's right. a perfect word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it didn't feel token. So, and I, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done, and I enjoyed that it it went into a different side of of Ellie. And it also touched into more of Joel's relationship with her, as well as Joel as a person himself. And then as for the whole Abby thing, yeah, I know a lot of people, like, when I first Try started Try not to go playing, too far into it, because I've only played about no, an hour of that side. No, no, I'm not going to go into anything that's detailed. But when I started playing as Abby, I was actually a little down, because I was just like, oh, it's this bitch. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah, because I because I hate I uh, you know and it's I, I once you play you the already, game you understand why you're you would probably initially be a little bit cringy playing yeah, the character yeah because of because of certain people's actions you're a little pissed off and and I'm just like why am I why I mean I understand what they're gonna do I understand what they're trying to do but this is just kind of but then as it went on I actually <clears throat> I actually didn't mind it so much because it gave me this whole other look onto this, this character as well as everything that's happened and stuff. Um, not so much trying to make me feel sympathy. No, it's not even trying to really do that. So it's just more about, Hey, here's a little bit of a broadening experience for you. So people who want to review blast it because they felt cheated because it's not an Ellie centric game. Um, well, I feel like, like you get, a last of us one size story for her anyway yeah yeah it's it's, it's because the game's like game. the game feels like it's almost twice as long as the first one yeah it does it does it, it's it's a long fucking game now i mean for me it's that thing where i love joel as a character um i think joel was a great uh i wouldn't even call him an anti-hero because he's not really an anti-hero you actually what he did in the first game is despicable yeah, and, I just but you but you but you understand it. Well, like with my current situation right now with me having, you know, my fiance's daughter lives with me half the time, right? To yeah. me it was a very relatable character cuz you know, that's not his daughter, but he kind of treats her like her daughter. Well, and I mean, the, and the kiddo even, yeah, and know, the kiddo, I, you know, that's here, like I try to treat basically the same. Right? I don't have any kids of my own that are blood related, but to my knowledge yeah. anyway <laughs> uh, but the the ones that i have had here right like i've tried to treat it and so for me like that weird like not really that weird but like stepdad kind of feel to it like i relate to that quite a bit yeah yeah but 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 joel's character it's it's a very circular story which I, it's kind of like children of men where you've got this character who is who's a comrade well first off he starts off as a normal guy you actually you're he like, starts oh, off as kind of a shithead He's well, well. When it first starts off, he's a family man. You know, he's got a daughter. They 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 joke around together. They get along. You can tell he's a good dad, and all that just gets fucking ripped away from him within the first like fifteen minutes of that game. And it's it's actually kind of cringy watching you know him you know lose his daughter, and then he becomes a shithead. 
He becomes a gun runner, smuggler. He treats people like shit. The only person who can stand him is Tess, and that's because she's just as big of shit as he is. And and uh, once again, he he just loses everything. And so when he first meets Ellie, of course, he like wants nothing to do with her. He can't fucking even stand her really. But as he goes on, he kind of learns to hope again. And you you can anybody can relate with that. <clears throat> you know, anybody can relate with being kicked down to the point where they don't ever want to try again and and that's kind of how joel's character was and and by the end of the game you see that here's a guy who's learned to hope but he's so fucking desperate for it he's willing to condemn all of humanity so that he can hold on to something that isn't even his you know and that's that's it's a really powerful ending to that first game and so i was always very interested to see how they're going to follow it up with the sequel and i will say it was beautifully done there yeah. wasn't a single thing I hated about that game, even though I don't like Abby. I didn't have a problem ultimately in the end once I actually saw where it was going with that and and what it revealed to me. And the very end of the game, it's beautifully fucking done. Yeah, I'm really curious. The only thing I have, I know that you, me and you find enjoyment in a little bit different things with games. Um, with it being quarantined and having to deal with a little bit of depression here and stuff like that, that yeah. game's so fucking heavy that I can only play it for a little bit before yeah. I have to like jump to something else. And so as I kind of go into what I've been playing, <laughs> that's how I've been playing games lately. It's like yeah. an hour or two of Last of Us, and then I jump into something completely different. That's well, just see, a gamer well, ADD, I, man. It's, it's crazy. What I, found, what I found really funny was that <clears throat> there were three games I played back-to-back, Death Stranding, Sinking City, and The Last of Us, and all of them pretty much have to do with fucking viral outbreaks of some sort yeah. or another. <laughs> some kind of world-ending pandemic huh. that, that brought everything to its knees and, and has just destroyed it all. And I'm sitting there playing this. I'm like, I'm a huge horror fan. I, I love horror movies. I watch horror movies all the time. And I've been watching horror movies still. And it's just funny when I turn it on, I'm just like, oh, wow. This is like so close to home at the moment. (laughs) That's how I felt playing like Division 2 when this all started. Yeah, it's like I've seen this movie 20 times, but it's really hitting me hard right now. (laughs) And and I'm just like, wow, I I don't know if I should even really watch this. Ah, fuck it, I'll watch it. (laughs) So there's nothing else on. And and it's really funny because as a horror enthusiast and science fiction enthusiast, you you really enjoy these things. You play these games, you're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. This, this, you're you're not hoping the end of the world comes. You're just like, that's a creative way to end it though. Right. You're like, what they came up with, that's smart. You know, like with the last of us, you've got this, this fungus born infestation. Uh, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically wiping out everything and, uh, pathogen. It's, it's really fucking, it's a, it's a cool way very similar to um, the girl with all the gifts and the boy on the bridge, uh, which is a book series. They turned that into a movie. The the girl with all the gifts. It's a, that's very similar to the last of us. If you ever watch it, it's about a fungus born zombie apocalypse. That's very Did similar. Did it come out before sports. last of us or after came out? Oh, the book came out. I think maybe around the same time. I, I don't know when it was published. I, I have it. I read it. Uh, I watched the movie definitely did come out after the last of us. And so the entire time I was watching, I was like, visually, this is very similar to the last of us. Even the way the zombies run, they're very bitey, very bitey, like chomping their heads down and everything. And there's spores, there's spore towers actually that release this infection and stuff. You should watch it. It's very last of us 
and it's actually a really good movie. The book's a lot better, but um, you know you can't have it both ways. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. But, what but I'm read, gonna... you know, oh, go ahead. That stuff is, is, but but yeah, playing those things just it's, it's crazy watching movies and playing things. How close to home it's really hit with the pandemic. I'm not freaking out about it, but I can see the similarities in parallel. You know, like oh wow, that's the way the way everybody is acting like this is similar to that and the way this is being portrayed and that it's very, it's very, uh, very parody ish, you know? Now I'm going to give you a chance here, Rusty, for a second. Did you play something other than final fantasy? Yes. Yeah. I, what? I played Shipbreakers. Oh, Trent, have you heard of this game? Heard of it, have not played it. So it, what was your take on hard space Shipbreaker? It was, uh, so so I, I played it for a couple hours, I think, uh, and it. I actually found it was uh, very enjoyable just to kind of tear things apart little by little, and then I and then I realized, oh well, I can take this entire chunk and just throw it into the fucking furnace, like <laughs> so. It was it, it, it's it's a ship dissection the game. It is exactly that, uh, and uh, I, I didn't get very far. It's it's very obviously still early access. It's it's not uh, overly polished, but what's there is a good premise. It's I mean, you're going into basically derelict ships, and you have to depressurize them, and you know, and uh, cut certain certain metal points so that the ship separates in zero G and then you have to move that, uh, move it into three different spots, a processor, a furnace, and the net at the bottom of the, uh, I guess closest to the earth. Um, and, uh, what I found after just the first few ships, uh, I got to the point where you depressurize the first ship that you have to depressurize. Uh, I spent way longer on that than the tutorial wanted me to, I'm sure. Um, and I got to the point where it, the game says, oh, and oxygen is now a thing. So, you know, now you have to work in shifts. Uh, so, <laughs> but the uh, tutorial, the first two ships you take apart, you, you're not, uh, you're not time limited. You don't have to worry about oxygen. You just worry about like the mechanics of cutting a ship apart. Uh, and uh, I spent a lot of time doing that, and a, a lot more time than I thought I did. Like time flew. I was just going in and ripping shit apart, and it was like, oh, well, this is this so is nice. Qu- like you haven't quite got to where it gets a little bit more complex you're dealing with systems right so the the only system that i had to deal with was how to deal with uh depressurization and how to safely extract a reactor um but of course the first ship you have to do that in is like a corridor wide right yeah it's It's not huge and i've seen some of the ships uh, i've i said okay after my play session for that was done i was like I'm I'm just going to take a peek at like some of the later ships just to kind of get an idea of where I'm what I'm looking at and some of the later ships are fucking massive. I I've been playing this too so I'm up to level 6 ships basically. So here's 
trying to kind of give you an idea, like you yeah. have different cut points that you can cut with different laser types. Mm -hmm. And so initially what you've got is it'll say, okay, you need this many electronical components. You've got to get a reactor. You've got to get, you know, 20 chairs or whatever, right? And it'll give you a work order and say you've got one or two days to finish this work order. And so initially they're not that bad, like after you kind of get the feel of how disassembling a ship works. Um, but then it gets crazy. So like it'll be a big box that's like six corridors wide and in that and but it's surrounded by an outer hole. So you got to go in between the inner box and the outer box and disassemble the sections you need to disassemble. And then you got to go in and find the key that turns off the reactor and then you've got to wait until you've cut everything around the reactor and you're ready to pull it off and then you turn off the coolant and then the countdown starts on the reactor before it melts down and then you've got to like cut it very precisely in little spots to free it and then like chuck it down at the barge um but i've also fucked it up a few times and killed myself and then i've been cloned so what happens is like i didn't cut it right or i cut the wrong part of the coolant tube too early and then the reactor like melts down within like 30 seconds and then blows the whole fucking ship apart. So like it gets a little bit nuttier the further you go in. Right. And it is kind of cool where you have to like cut open a hole and then start disassembling stuff that way too. Yeah, the uh the the system that they use to uh to show you where you need to cut is basically like an uh like an x-ray vision style you can kind of see through the hole to see where the cut points are. Space but, vision. Yeah, but you just, uh, but, and you can see which rooms are still pressurized. Because if you cut into a room that's still got pressure, yeah. it will blow apart. Yeah, physics happens. Right, yeah, physics so. happens. You, you, and, <laughs> and you're dealing with this in zero G, so you have... Uh, so you do have a break, which is kind of sci-fi in, in a yeah. way. So you can kind of like stop, but most of the time you're holding on to a piece of the hull or whatever you're cutting, so that you're not floating around in a in a direction. Yeah. You know, well, uh, you, you get real used so, to like so, cutting so open physics. the bottom. Yes, well, he's, like they explain is he's got like a magnetic glove basically, right? So he can just stick to the wall like Spider Man. Yeah, that's that's not very sci-fi-ish. I mean, that's that's pretty right. But the the break <laughs> is allows you to stop all X Y Z motion while uh, floating in space. Uh, so okay. that that's the kind of like. Did you, you try to play it with your mouse and keyboard? I did. You should have played it with a controller. I, I, I'm gonna try it with a controller. It's it seems like it's more set up for controller play, um, but and, and some of the keybinds for. Uh, you know, for doing stuff on a keyboard is not super intuitive, yeah. uh, but it was still playable. Like, you know, dealing with the uh, the Z motion, the up and down uh, on uh, on keyboard was a little funky. Yeah, um, it's like B and Y on the controller, right? And then to stop, full stop, is you just click both sticks. Oh, yeah, I mean that that makes sense. Uh, you hold the bumpers for right or left hand to hold on to different things. Yeah, it's just I had to look up the keybinds for uh, for keyboard play, but it was uh, it wasn't bad. It it wasn't bad at all. And now, like I said, I only played a couple hours, so it was, um, you know, I obviously didn't get a full view of the game. But what I did play of it, like 
up to the point where you get like 10, 15 minutes to, uh, for a shift, uh, you can tell that you get a bigger ship and it says, you got to do this in two shifts, which is about, you know, 30 minutes of gameplay, right? Oh, it's perfect for my lunch break. Right. It's, it's, you know, you can disassemble a ship and you try to challenge yourself to disassemble the most parts you possibly can in the biggest chunks without losing certain kinds of metals and, you know, and materials because you can take like a quarter of the ship, cut it off and just chunk it at a location. And it will take the stuff that it's supposed to take. Like if it's a, uh, if it's supposed to go to the processor, it'll take and process all the stuff that's can be processed by the processor. But if it's like a metal that's supposed to go to the furnace, you'll lose it. And you'll actually be fined if you do that too much. So you do have to kind of understand aluminum goes here. Yeah, there was a point where I tethered an entire ship and pulled it into the processor. You just like fuck it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> process the. I entire wanted to see thing. what it was, and it fined me a million dollars. It did. <laughs> yeah, the game's slowly working its way backwards of you paying off a billion dollar debt, and yeah. so, and you when you're starting off, you're only earning a million a score. I think right now at level six, I'm earning about twenty five million a score. So it it does move up a little faster. At, at this rate, you'll still you you'll be like hundred and fifty years old by the time you pay off your debt. Congratulations. Well, some of the parts end up giving you a whole lot more money. So like the higher level nuclear reactors give you like five million a piece. Huh. Oh, that's nice. So if you're to that, you spend your first ship shift getting everything ready to get to the reactor. And then you just, the reactor takes you like two minutes, and then it's everything else that are in big chunks like the engines and the thrusters and fuel lines and stuff right. like that. I like the, the, the way the game works is you're paying off a debt. You don't ever actually see any money, but you can buy upgrades with basically script, you know? so You just add to your debt. That's all you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. a, it's a weird-ass game. I think if you're interested, though, I... Even full price is what twenty bucks. Uh, I, yeah, I think it was like twenty or twenty five bucks, something like that. It was not bad, considering it's uh, it's an early access game. What they've got there is still very very playable, uh, and I can see it just being, you know, getting more polish over time. It's just one of those things. that's like good when you need a break from literally anything that's like it, because there's not really anything that's like that game. Yeah, and the laser scissors, they do have a a, a nice sound to them. This is womp. It's a really deep fucking laser sound that, I don't know, it it seems, it's very satisfying. I know, That's it, what like it vibrates your taint satisfying. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I put a that's, that's, that's what I aim for with my laser scissors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. taint vibration. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Going for taint vibrations. I've taken them back before. <laughs> I've just been like, dude, I didn't feel nothing in my taint when I use these. Yeah, these these are definitely not powerful enough. It needs to. Yeah. I need to be able to feel it. Yeah, give me that. Give me that made in American stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did, Those tape vibrators. Did you end up playing anything else besides Shipbreaker? Uh, I I picked up, but I didn't actually get uh, get time to play the uh, Curse of the uh, Was it Curse of the Old Gods? Or... I think Curse of the Old Gods or Curse of the Dead Gods. I think it's Curse of the Dead Gods. Um, I, I picked that up uh, on your recommendation from last week. Uh, 
you know that's pretty feature complaint right and, now. And it's installed. I just haven't had time to play it. It's it's been a really fucking weird week for me. Um, you know, so I mean, I haven't really even played a whole lot of Final Fantasy, which is, you know. My, Have you been that yet? What, Final Fantasy? No, oh, Final he's Fantasy. He's playing Final Fantasy Online. That's why I'm giving him shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. He, he, oh, yeah, he's giving me shit because I'm playing the MMO version of it. Yeah. He's um, been playing it since like February. Yeah, you you deserve shit for that. Eh, yeah. Fuck off. So, I yeah, mean, no, 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 no. You go back and you play some fucking Final Fantasy Online. <laughs> no, that's that's fucking off. No, uh, what I'm gonna do? Uh, and and I told myself that I was going to pick up Final Fantasy VII Remake. Honestly, I don't feel like there's a uh, uh, there's a sense of urgency for Final Fantasy VII Remake. A, yeah, you've got a while until it's going to be done. Right. Uh, a, it's episodic, So, and I already fucking have gone off on episodic games. Yeah, but it's like yeah. a 45-hour episode. Yeah, but here's, here's the thing with that, man. Yeah, they it's not just taking the original game and breaking it down into episodes. It is retooled, rebuilt, extra story, extra everything. I was the last person who ever wanted to play it when I heard about it because I was just like, oh my god, I invested like 80 hours each time I played that game. I do not want to go back through it. Right. I went back through it and I played it with this Final Fantasy VII remake two times. It's that fucking good. Yeah, no, and it's and I so get that. Good. That's the the thing is, is I I know that I'm gonna uh, gonna play it, and I I know that I'm gonna enjoy it. But I'm also I also know that I'm gonna pick up uh, be picking up a PlayStation Five as soon as it comes out. So yeah. I told myself as soon as I pick up a PlayStation Five, because uh, my biggest issue with the con- uh, with the uh, consoles is basically the loading speeds and and yeah, the graphics yeah. capabilities of it. Um, I was going to pick up PlayStation Five and then immediately pick up the Final Fantasy Seven remake. Did, did Did you ever play Final Fantasy Seven Crisis Core for the PlayStation Portable? Uh, uh, PSP. Uh, I yeah. owned a PSP for about two weeks. And I uh-huh. didn't play Crisis Core. I think I had, uh, was it Dissidia? Okay. Well, uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, while they added new story to it, they also, because Final Fantasy Crisis Core follows um, um, Sephiroth and uh, uh, what's his, uh, Cloud's little buddy dude. Yeah, what's yeah. His fu- uh, Alec, uh, Alex or whatever his name was. Yeah. I can't remember what his fucking name was. Um uh, basically, the 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 the, the black hair version of Cloud. I forgot his name. Right. It, it, it they they fused it all into this. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's got Crisis Core elements in it that actually kind of explain a lot of the story that was put into future games after Final Fantasy VII. So it actually brings that in and says, "Oh, hey, this didn't make sense when you play Final Fantasy VII until you play this. Now it actually makes sense without having to play that." And I, I really enjoyed that. I love that. I thought that was great because I enjoyed Crisis Core because it was a good uh, prequel kind of explaining what happened, why Sephiroth is the way he is mm-hmm. uh, when you first run it. Because when you first run into Final Fantasy VII, you're like, why is he being a dick? Yeah, no. It's <laughs> like, know? Yeah, so like, I know Cloud you know, knows yeah. this guy, but man, he's a fucking douchebag. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Zach. That was his name. Zach. Zach. Yeah, yeah, Zach, that yeah. was it. I had to think about it. I was thinking, say it by the bell, Zach. Yeah, he's a dick, too. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's 
it, it brings all that kind of in and and uh and i really i really enjoyed that they did that and the, the way that they kind of rewrote it especially at the very end the very end is actually really solid too uh it feels fulfilling i was kind of like man i know this game's gonna end as soon as i i'm heading out of midgar i'm not sure i'm gonna feel satisfied with that being the end oh it's totally fulfilling <laughs> okay it's it's really what it is worth it and it's 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 worth playing through and um i would even grab they i know there's two dlc summons uh like i, I love sabertini the the Cactor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went ahead and bought that one because he doesn't come with the game. You actually have to purchase them separate. I'm not a big fan of that microtransaction shit, but I had to have, you know, Cactor because right. Cactor is awesome. And then there's another one, which I think was like Moogly or something like that is another one you can purchase. Um, so I went ahead and grabbed those, but it's, it's, it's worth grabbing. It's really fun and it will consume your time. Yeah. And I figure that, you know, what I'd like to say, what I uh, anticipate, considering the the next generation consoles are coming out, is that the is that the next episodes are going to come out for that. Right? Yeah, yeah, probably. They'll, um, yeah, they're going to put put those over out on that. Yeah, on, uh, PlayStation Five. So yeah. what I'm what I'm anticipating is uh, is once the PlayStation Five drops, there should be a you know version of Final Fantasy Seven remake that would be compatible with it at least yeah. if it's just the F- PlayStation 4 version upresed or whatever yeah uh, and then I'll be able to pick up the you know the remaining episodes once they come out for PlayStation 5 that yeah. was the you know the idea behind it I don't necessarily do a whole lot of um uh physical discs anymore uh so you know, I, I didn't want the game tied to a PlayStation Four version and have to have two Playstations in my, you know, in my living room. Yeah. Um. You know, so it's just I'll play it, but when it, you know, when I can get the uh, once I get the new router, um, looking piece of equipment. Uh, <laughs> are are you are you planning on um have you are you are you planning on grabbing both of the new consoles or are you swaying towards one or the other i'm swaying more towards playstation 5 than the mm-hmm. uh, the xbox uh yeah. and the the rationale behind that is most of the games that are available for xbox are going to you know either drop at the same time or eventually become available on my pc yeah you know through the uh through the xbox app and mm-hmm. you know so I'm not going to miss out on exclusives for Xbox because it will be available on PC eventually. Yeah. Right? You know, but yeah. I still will miss out on PlayStation exclusives because sometimes mm-hmm. I have to wait like fucking two years. I'm looking at you horizon zero dawn uh, <laughs> for it to, uh, you know, become available on PC. Uh, so, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I, I was at a, I picked up a surface tablet um, for, for, not work work stuff but for other work stuff uh for for work from home stuff and to do that i i wanted one for a long time but they had gotten rid of their uh microsoft financing plan stuff so you couldn't you know finance anything through them anymore then they finally brought it back and so around black friday last year i did that i went out to the mall i i i refused to go to a mall on black friday but i did (laughs) last year 
but I was able to walk in and walk right out, thankfully, because <laughs> I purchased it online and just went and picked it up. But um, they gave me a pretty healthy credit line, so I'm probably just going to add the Xbox Series Dude. X, you know, the Xbox Series X to um, to that when it does come out and probably grab the PlayStation 5 as well. Uh, th- I, I was more impressed with the PlayStation 5's exclusive lineup this time. Yeah, it, it yeah. looks, it well, looks pretty I think solid. we're going to find out later this month and next month more mm. of what's going to be available. I know that at the end of the month we're going to hear the Microsoft press be- bri- briefings like yeah. the very last week of the month, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything's kind of out of whack. <laughs> well, but, yeah, with no E3. With, yeah, with the E3 yeah. being yeah. axed. But no, I mean, like Spider Man. Ah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think I was on the show after I had played Spider Man 2018. I think I had been on the show since then, and I said that was like the most, like, I always loved Spider Man Shattered Dimensions. That was like the all time best Spider Man game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This one beat the shit out of it to a bloody pulp. Oh. Like Spider Spider Man 2018 was so badass. I love the way they retooled the story, how they did everything, and I love that they brought in Miles Morales, you know, at the end of it. And uh, and so I was really happy to see that they have Miles Morales Spider Man coming out, um, based you know for the same company. Uh, was it Pandemic Games? And uh, looks like same everything. It's going to be just an up, you know, upgraded version of what they did before and be based around Miles Morales. So yeah. I'm super, super fucking excited for that. Well, that Spider-Man game is the is the the game that they teased all the the tech specs mm-hmm. on when yeah uh, when yeah. The PlayStation yeah I watched it out. yeah I creamed yeah dude. <laughs> I mean if it if it runs that smoothly you know you know in pre production like that was yeah. like probably an early build right yeah. um. You know, if it runs that smoothly in the final release, you know, on the actual consumer hardware, there. I mean, I that was what sold me on the next, you know, console generation because yeah. I I'm a speed freak when it comes to you. Know, you the, like your I don't like to wait on, FPS. Yeah, I don't like to wait on games, and I like to have that <laughs> shit look look good, right? So. Yeah. You know, that's the whole reason why I've been PC Master Race for the past few a few years. You know, so, you know, that right there, that that's the value I'm looking for. And yeah, you know, and it looks like it's coming. We'll we'll actually see once we get it in our hands. But it'll be nice to have a good, you know, good gamut of people who have like one, you know, picks up a PlayStation 5. I'm not sure what you're doing, Justin, but. You know, I, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing at the end of the year yeah, right now. If one of us picks up an Xbox Series X and you know, and we can actually do a little bit of comparison, that'd be nice. Um, on the game front, and I'm actually not going to go too long because I we have gone a little bit longer than normal. Oh yeah, a little. Um, <laughs> Steam sale happened. Um, I picked up Vermintide Two for seven and a half bucks. And me and my old buddy TJ um, played some missions of that. If you haven't played Vermintide 2, you've only played Vermintide 1, you really need to pick up 2. It's basically Left for Dead with rats, um, with more impressive tech and a little bit more character uh, customization and variation. And it plays out kind of like a Diablo. So you've got all these different acts you can play through. And you, you can play it single player. I actually taught myself the game in single player. Um, but it is, can be played with two people or three people or four people. The bots are fairly competent, so you don't have to worry about them too much. Um, but even just 
myself or just me and TJ, I pretty much got him addicted to that game just because of the similarities to Left 4 Dead 2. Um, it does the whole AI direction thing kind of like Left 4 Dead did with, uh, you know, those walls of zombies. Well, it's walls of rats or um, I can't remember what the other chaos, which is the other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other type of creatures that are in it, like orc-like creatures. And it's a very melee-centric game, but it has all the special classes that you had. Kind of, in, let's basically copies Left 4 Dead. You basically got a smoker. It's called a hook rat, and it pulls you away from the group. You've got a gas rat, which is basically the same as a boomer, and drops a big glob of you know gas on you, which moves everybody away, mm-hmm. keep you from camping in a spot. You've got um. Some other character or classes a little bit different in Left 4 Dead. Like you've got a rat that basically has a Gatling gun. You've got a uh, a rat that's got a flamethrower. You've got all sorts of special classes that you fight. So like one of them is like a big brute. It's kind of like a tank. Um, but it forces you to kind of... Like there's not a healing method other than healing vials in this game or healing packs. So you don't have a healing class. It's just you have... A, gr- a character that's really good at taking on very big groups, but not necessarily great with single target mm-hmm. and can soak damage. And then everybody else is good at single target damage. So you have one class that's like a clutch class that's really good at getting you out of a tight spot by being able to like boost all of your crit and knock everything back. Right? You've got a class that's really good at killing specials really quickly with their special. Um, you've got a class that's really good at drawing attention to itself so you can pull the weight of the swarm off of everybody. Um, but it's basically a zombie game without any zombies. Um, this is how he has to sell this shit to me, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a zombie no game zombies. without there's no, no zombies. zombies. No, no, no zombies. It's real technical. There's no zombies. <laughs> yeah. But it, the, the gore is really fucking impressive. It, just the level of fidelity on everything still is super fucking top notch. <laughs> uh, super clean. They've actually added a whole lot of content over the last year and a half to that game. Um, seven and a half dollars was like a fucking easy ass deal for me. So me and TJ have been having fun. He's off in the mountains right now. So I'm not playing any of that this weekend. Uh, but, um, I've been having a blast with Vermintide two again. Like he had played a lot of Vermintide one with his son. It's like, eh, I don't know if I want that. It's like, trust me, try this out. Like, let's do the thing where, you know, you, if you play less than two hours, you can refund it. It's like, otherwise just think of it this way. you like, you basically bought a number three at Arby's. Right? Like, that's the price it is right now. Why would you buy a number three at Arby's? <laughs> well, it's the giant combo. Oh. Well, you, it, yeah, well, you get you... The, the, the classic bacon. Sorry, the classic uh, roast beef and cheese. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it's, that's the number three, I think, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's, that's the giant. Remember, I used to work there. Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or you can go with the Meat Mountain. Meat Mountain. That's not good off the town, too. I, I just tell them, fuck the meat, just throw, like, 18 chicken tenders in there. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me the tendies. <laughs> just give me the tendies and a bun. That's all I need. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've done the Meat Mountain once and I regretted it. Actually, I take that back. That was a lie. I've done it more than once and I regretted it every time. Yeah, I've done it twice <laughs> and like, I regretted it. It's like too much food. I, I view it as like two to three meals. I'm like, I'm going to cut this in half and I put it in the fridge and I eat one one half of it. And I'm like, I'm done. And then I'll come back the next day and eat the other half. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good for the day. I yeah. got my meat dose. <laughs> you got your meat dose. <laughs> Yeah, it's all veggies from here. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> Shiloh. But, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I, 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 largely pescatarian now, 
So, so it's a lot of veggies. I would say the only other thing that I really tried was uh, Fail Sealed. I played a little bit more of that. Oh, yeah. So if you've played Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre or Ogre Battle, um, you've played Fail Steel Assist. Honestly, it's a more refined game than those others, which is, I know that's saying a lot. It really is. Um, uh, everything about it is more refined. A lot of the stuff is less grindy. A lot of the attention to detail on the little systems, right, like having to go buy potions. Well, you don't do that. You just... You craft a set amount, right? So I can, I've got three potions, right? And they've leveled up with me. And I can use all three doses in a battle. And in the next battle, they refresh. So there's none of that other bullshit. Going to a store and buying weapons is not bullshit. No. But, no, I mean, you can it's multi-class not an RPG. anything. You can multi-class anything. So I've got a night mage. Huh. Uh, well. I mean, like, I want to characters I on the, the fucking ex, uh, elixirs. I want that's part of an RPG for me. Yeah, there's no hoarding <laughs> of elixirs, and there's also no well, there's no weight limit in the other games, but um, you just reassign gear and stuff based on whatever class or job you want to call it with each character. So, and then different types of characters unlock based on how you're multi-classing. So I'm actually working on an assassin, um, and then I have a gambler. So I have a gambler and a scoundrel, which is like a rogue that does card tricks. Um, which is weird, right? It sounds stupid, but okay. basically what it is is you've got a chance to deal a certain amount of damage. It's usually like a normal hit or a crit hit is what you get, and you can level up the luck of that character to get higher hits, and you can do random debuffs or random buffs on you, random amount of health or random damage with a small chance to hurt you. Um, but if you've got a very high luck character, it's a very low chance. So it pairs really well with a somebody who does crit damage, like a, a scoundrel, which is essentially a rogue. But the class system on that's really great, and it's really fun to play on my lunch break. That's that's my primo game time right now is the 30 minutes of game on lunch break and, and the wind down after I do stuff at work. So I like games that I can literally just play for 15 or 20 minutes and then drop out for a little bit and then play for a couple hours or three hours after work. Yeah, I only get about a couple hours after work myself. At least this week has been kind of that, and you know, and what I do with Final Fantasy fourteen is it's about an hour's worth of gameplay uh, that I can do every day. Uh, so, and that just basically is upkeep. You know, <laughs> I'm not doing anything super special. So I think we're at a pretty healthy place to do a break. Uh, do you, you guys agree? Uh, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about half an hour after that. All right, we'll be back, guys. about some really random fucking shit here <laughs> right oh man um potential new stuff to talk about next week honestly really maybe i don't no. know we've been we spent so much time on games and stuff oh let's be honest there's not a lot of news going on right now there's still some i mean 
there's uh there, there's there's some stuff being leaked around because this is this is the season of leaks because there wasn't an E3, right? So Dude, 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 dude. Microsoft I, Light Simulator looks lit as shit. No shit. I don't know what this I is. Know. Oh, oh my you haven't god. Looked at it, no, I haven't. No, don't look it out on your phone. You no. need the full fucking TV setup yeah, for this. Set bitch. that it shit is, up on 4K, dude. It's fucking it amazing. It is fucking breathtaking. What is I it? I gotta fly that shit into Big Ben. <laughs> it's and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> it's a flight simulator. Only they they sourced basically the entirety of the world. Yeah, uh, like Google Earth, fucking. Yeah fucking every and, and they said they're gonna have every airport in the world in the game now i don't know if that means that you can actually fly flight between simulator? every airport yeah 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 why does, flight wait i thought you said light simulator that's why no, i was no no flights i missed the f there oh wow that's okay. a really boring fucking game yeah, yeah light, simulator. Simulator. light simulator flight simulator doesn't sound that much more exciting it's, though it's, it's like, just a fucking oh, light no, switch it is it's actually fun with, with the terrorist dlc it's a lot of fucking fun uh, Sorry. So you've, you've flown yeah. from airport That's to airport in the prior games, and no, you you well, you could do it locally, but they said they're going to have every airport in the world in this one, but they haven't really said what that entails. I don't think you can go from like from like Bangor, Maine, all the way to fucking Australia in one go. Probably. Well, actually, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? It'd be a really like you'd have to just call into work. To do that. <laughs> right, you'd be like, uh, "I'm just gonna play this game for how long does it take to fly?" Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like your wife yelling, "You're gonna come to bed?" He's like, "We just passed over the Pacific." <laughs> <laughs> if I leave now, we'll crash. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's online. <laughs> I can't do it. So yeah, that's that's basically yeah, yeah, my yeah, it's gonna suck. Uh, and, so I was gonna say like I was trying to find. I know why we're low on news. Actually, tomorrow, so it's the 10th right now. Um, you've got Tinocon that actually happens tomorrow if you're interested at all in Warframe. Eh. I mean, you've I, got I, Ubisoft Conference is going to happen Sunday on the 12th. Um, and this won't be up before Sunday anyway, so you'll already know about it. Xbox Game Showcase starts on the 23rd this month, and then you got Gamescom yeah. opening night on August 27th. Um, but there's also some other things. There's the PC Gaming Show that's happening that already happened. Um, that had some information on different things. Um, and that's kind of it. I was trying to look and see what else we had. EA Play that happened last month, but there wasn't a lot on there. And we've, I'm just still scrolling here trying to find stuff. Uh, there's something called Game Summer Game Fest that's happening in August on Twitch. Um, I guess Jeff Keighley, which I, I'll be honest, I have mixed opinions on. Uh, but at the very least, he's been involved with a lot of shit. Um, is going to host an award show kind of covering a whole slew of things. Um, he also recently, if you've been watching Valve lately, they did this. Keeley's been doing these documentaries on Valve. Yeah. So for 10 bucks, you can buy a, a semi-interactive documentary that has to do with the history on what happened with Half-Life. Mm. And so there's been a lot of things that happened with, um, you know, the potential for Half-Life 3, right? Until they finally landed on a VR title. And since Valve is so VR focused right now, that's what they ended up doing. Um, yeah, actually, I, I watched that um, Unforeseen Consequences, a Half Life documentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I watched that the other week when I was at work. Because um, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, it was during the the lockdown when 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 apparently I was essential. Um, 
it's a good documentary. It's it, it doesn't just go into like what happened with stuff. It also goes into the culture that's built up around Half-Life, like uh, the fan sites, uh, fan fiction and all that as well. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah, but, the, and there's still Bethesda still set to do a stream later this year about what's going on. Same with Square, and we, you know, they're pretty big developers that have some stuff. Supposedly, sometime this month, we're going to get a Devolver Digital showcase, which I actually look forward to every year at this point. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo still hasn't really done a lot this year in the way of announcements, so we'll probably see some more from those different companies. Nintendo. But, Honestly, like, and I didn't really talk about it today, um, but I'll jump into it for just a second. Like, 76 is on Game Pass right now, if you haven't tried it, on PC and on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, yeah. And it's done pretty damn well recently with a lot of the updates that are out there. Yeah. All right. You're giving me a look like something No, I'm giving you the look of, you're going to fucking try to sell this to me again, aren't you? Like, there's (laughs) no better time to try it if it's already part of a subscription you already have. Um, and I know that Trent, you didn't haven't played it in a really long time. Um, I've been playing it on PC. I've leveled yet another. I've got a character to level fifty one today. Actually, um, the leveling goes a little bit faster. You kind of can play at your own play, pace. So you've got basically the what the it did with Wastelanders is turned it into Fallout Four, you know, but online. So it's got about the same amount of interactable people that Fallout Four has. Uh, but it's done in the Fallout 3 dialogue box system, or the same as, like, New Vegas. So your character is a silent protagonist, but all the people you're speaking to have spoken dialogue. Um, the quest makes sense. The They kind of ham-fisted a weird gold rush scenario in Appalachia, so it's toward your end game is like a weird Diablo loot grind thing where you do different varieties <laughs> of quests with others to get gold bullion, which unlocks different items for you. Um, and you kind of legendary farm and stuff like that. But like the little bit of base building you do is pretty fun. The game, the core game looks pretty fun. And then finding the perks card system is actually pretty decent. I don't know. Like I'm at a point right now where I can play it for little chunks of time and enjoy it. Um, and I'm playing it way different than I've ever played it before. I'm playing a power armor wearing, you know, two handed, melee wielding slash large gun wielding person um and i'm having a lot of fun with like fucking gatling lasers and a you know a super sledge so um it runs way better than it ever did before too right now like i'm running the card under both what you got two generations behind rusty's card one generation behind trent's card and running it at 60 fps on a high setting um and it just, you know, it works. Maybe the art of that's because I'm running on an MVME, but oh yeah, I, I did check. I, I, I'm running the uh, SLI uh, GTX uh, 1070. That's what I got. Yeah. So okay. you're running dual 1070s. I'm running a single yeah. 1070 Super. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but that's been pretty bread and butter for me for for a while <clears throat> at this point. I'm yeah yeah I haven't had an issue with anything. I'm getting you know. a 3080 Ti when it comes out. By the way, of course mm. you are. <laughs> I'll be jelly. I'll be jelly, but you know, <laughs> I'm over here an adult with responsibilities, so I can't do it. I, I, I'm an adult with. Respons- I mean, I have the spare cash. It's just I don't want to spend it. I'm, I'm I have, adult I have respons- 700 mouths to feed. I, I, well, <laughs> you true. have 700 mouths <laughs> to feed. I have two two dogs and you know a fiance and a kid that I sometimes have to feed. I, I just eat, I just live on Cheerios. 
Yeah, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> did you, Rusty? Did you run across anything? But yeah, I mean, there was uh, there, there was a, a leak for uh, a, well, a couple things. So you were talking about the Half Life uh, documentary. Yeah, the documentary actually covers about five different projects that Valve was uh, was working on that was in the Half Life universe. Uh, and it's interesting to see. I, I haven't watched this particular documentary, which is uh, which is named uh, Half Life Alex Final Hours. Yeah, I thought it was a um, I thought it was going to be a non VR Half Life game until I realized it was a movie. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 worth seeing because they actually go into the development of Alex and all you know all of that. But they they do reveal a lot of the information uh, about the projects that were in the Half-Life universe, but kind of ended up on the director floor, you know, it was on the cutting room floor because of, you know, bad timing, not enough, you know, not enough development into it or whatever. Uh, But it's, it's worth actually looking at just for that. And it's also means they want to continue to work on Half-Life. I mean, Half-Life 3 was the biggest fucking meme for the longest time, right? Yeah, and I'm I'm glad yeah. Alex came out. I really want to play it. I've got uh, Trent, have you played Alex yet or no? I haven't. I, I I opted out and played Far Cry 5 and Outlast 2. Because that was on my I decided to burn through some stack of shame stuff rather than jump into that. <laughs> yeah, I uh I, I I'm kind of rebelling against the price, uh, you know, myself. Uh because uh, and this VR for me is kind of a toy. It's not. A, it hasn't really fully 100% sold me on the idea of being able to, you know, have a full experience in a game. Well, and you've yeah. got a pretty decent rig. I mean, mm-hmm. you're running your Oculus. I've got rift, a rift. Right? I've yeah. got a rift, and uh, and to be completely honest, the game that I played the most on my rift is fucking Beat Saber because I can't stop playing that game. <laughs> yeah, you can chuckle. That- no, no, no. I'm with you on the, the price thing. Like, there's a lot of uh, VR games that I've skipped buying because I just cannot bring myself to pay that price for, for what I can't guarantee is going to be a, a full experience. Like the Rick and Morty game. Right. That was know, actually like, kind I of love a letdown. Rick and Morty. You know what? That was kind of a letdown. Yeah, that's what I expected. That's why I didn't pay. I think it was like thirty bucks or something like that when it came. Out. I was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna pay that." And and with Alex, yeah, the the Half Life Alex thing, I've just been kind of like, I heard it's really good. I watched some gameplay for it, and everybody's really into it. But I'm just like, eh, you know, I've got other stuff I need to burn through right now. Right. So I'll yeah. I'll just I'll just do that, and I'll wait until it goes on sale for a price that I can justify uh dropping the money on it is it fifty dollars worth i mean am i gonna get fifty dollars out of it a lot yeah. of the time with vr uh you're buying into a uh, into a gimmick you know some you know, some form of uh, uh of mechanic that they're throwing in you know throwing in and making a you know a game around that gimmick right especially with with valve right you know and <laughs> yeah. you, you and what i saw alex when i first saw uh, when Alex came out, I was like, "Oh well, this is this is the gimmick to sell people on the index." That's what it looked like, yeah. because it had you know 
you, you're basically controlling two hands and you, you know, most of what you're doing is gripping things and throwing things. Right. Um, and that's kind of what the index, you know, controllers are specialized for is the, you know, the, the individual finger sensors and the grip. Right. Yeah. You know, so I saw it like that. And I was like looking at my Oculus Rift controllers they're not the greatest when it comes to, you know, games that you have to pick things up off the ground. The the button's kind of in a, I don't know, It's it doesn't feel quite right, you know, especially if you're picking something up and throwing it. If I didn't have the fucking little, you know, arm loops on the damn things, I'd have thrown the controllers long ago. Uh, but... Uh, I look at it from, you know, from this standpoint, $50, I can get you know, a, a good full month's worth of a game out of $50, you know? And the way that Alex was even at the longest, um, is what, like eight hours long. I think if you're trying to complete everything and you're going super slow, uh, and the price value to experience, I mean, it would be nice to experience, but I think I would experience it for 25 bucks. You know, I think that would be fair fair for me. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see a sale on it until there's more VR I, uh, VR kits out there. And I don't think that's... You I know. don't think it's... I think the price point, unless they start doing a crazy stimulus every month like it's been talked about. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. And, you know, if we go the route <laughs> of everybody getting an extra thousand bucks a month, then suddenly you'll see a surge of VR headsets because there's still a fair amount of people that work from home, like myself, <clears> that just that would be extra income. Yeah. Well, it's... I, I I don't I don't get the when whenever I go into the VR setup and stuff. One thing that I don't get, and correct me if you guys have done this and found something worth it, watching movies nope. in the VR theater. I can't do it. I can't do it either. Um, well, <laughs> Oculus has probably one of the worst VR movie theaters that I've yeah. seen because you can't control the ambient light. The, you oh, know, it just yeah, shows, <laughs> yeah, it, sh- it shows you in a, th- you know, in a theater and, you know, and the movie plays on the screen, but I mean, it's like being in a movie theater with all the lights on, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm sure there's some app that I haven't actually tried, or maybe, you know, somebody is actually set up a theater with the lights off. Uh, But the only movie experience that I have actually enjoyed in VR was the, you know, the movies made for VR, the ones that are like 360 cam. Yeah. You know, but it's I remember I remember when they were promoting the whole theater VR thing, they were showing commercials of like two people wearing VR headsets in two different locations watching Fast and Furious together. And I'm just like. What the fuck? Right. That's <laughs> just, just that's called pull, a couch. <laughs> yeah, just pull up Netflix and fucking get on Skype. You right. Know? Uh, <laughs> I I have got into VR chat quite I, a bit. I haven't I haven't fucked I haven't around with it. that actually. You need to. <laughs> I do. Oh god! If you if you think it's just insanity, man, uh, it's just, it's just pure insanity. Yeah. I got I got stalked by a Mr. Potato Head for like an hour. <laughs> I don't know what he was murmuring to me. It was weird. 
well, it was something about God. I don't know what it was, but he just followed me around you have, everywhere. You have some of the ra- most random fucking, like, you know, online interactions with people. I still, Hey, hey Justin, this you day, remember this one? Do you remember this one? I'm your friend! I, I, yes, I do. Hey, I'm your friend! Yeah, that to this was day, I remember Daisy. really rushed. It was yeah, rushed. That, that, that's one of those situations where no, if, that you, was if rushed, you weren't yeah. there, you wouldn't believe it happened. My other favorite one was you and I, Justin, playing Daisy. And we were trying to go to that lighthouse, and we just stuck through a whole field of zombies, and this dude comes by on a fucking bicycle in the countryside by the shore, and he's just, like, bicycling through, and then we look behind him, and there's, like, 50 goddamn fucking zombies <laughs> trailing behind him, and, and we pull all the aggro. <laughs> and he just bikes off. Just fucking douchebag moment right there. And on his fucking Schwinn. I get my legs broken. <laughs> And not from zombies, from a two-foot drop. <laughs> I broke right. both of my fucking legs. And I'm sitting there shooting zombies, going like, I'm going to die! So, but yeah, it's just, yeah, I have really weird online... Well, it's because I go to places like, you know, VR chat. Right. <laughs> it's you because know? your idea of human interaction is different than most people, so that's why you just attract oddball <laughs> bullshit. That's true. That's true. I, will, I will have really weird, intense, revealing conversations with complete strangers because I, I have I, I, I have a filter, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> right? And and I and I find that you know what? The more open I am, the more open they're gonna be, and that just that just spells comedy right there. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I get Basically the Trent situation. approaches people he doesn't know the same way that he approaches people that he's known for twenty years. And they don't know that. No. Yeah, yeah, I treat everybody <laughs> pretty friendly, man. So. <laughs> I'm a pretty friendly guy. Yeah. 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 I sniff people's hair. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, no, I'm 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 pretty friendly. I like I like to consider. I mean, well, the thing is, is I have resting bitch face. I I always (laughs) look like I'm pissed off, as my friend my friend Julie told me, who I used to go to high school with. She's like, you just always look like you're mad because you'll you'll stand somewhere with your arms crossed. And you got these broad shoulders and you just go look like you're scowling everybody, but you're having a really good time. <laughs> and so and so I have to counter that. I have by, to by sniffing people's hair. Yeah, by sniffing people's hair. He's just talking, gonna, about, he's talking gonna, about their teeth. He's always <laughs> letting people know that daddy's home. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I have not done that in a long time. <laughs> No. I know, Rusty doesn't even know what that is at all. We'll just leave it at where it's at. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, that's where I come up behind you and put a finger in your butt. <laughs> it was okay. a stupid, it was a stupid I, thing that his I'd old say, band used to do. Is, is they would all like walk behind each other and like take the end of their thumb and then just like randomly jab it in a direction <laughs> oh, and like fucking hit people. Thumb. People pulling the fucking taint or in the it was right it in, right thumb. in the brown hole, like just. Be yeah. walking and just get a finger like just like popped up right behind your fucking ass. It's like uh, fucking Steven, your old the old vocalist. That is home. <laughs> almost but punch it, a motherfucker. It wasn't a thumb. We would use our index and middle finger because you get more reach with that. <laughs> a yeah, thumb can to... only go so deep, but two fingers now you're playing with fire. <laughs> he used to piss the fuck out of me. 
No, no, no. What pissed you off is when I'd sit there and be talking to you, and you'd just be like chilling. You'd have your corduroy pants on, and I'd be able to urethra flick you. <laughs> I just knew right where your dick was. I'd go whap, <laughs> and I'd, I'd flick him right on the surface of his quarter uh, of his corduroy pants, and somehow always hit his fucking frenum every time. <laughs> And he's just like, he's like, I don't know how the fuck you do that. Every time you do it, you hit me around the tip of the dick. And I'm like, oh, I'm aiming high. You've known people too long. <laughs> I know I know a lot of secrets. <laughs> yeah, there was a time and place where I wore a lot of corduroy pants. Yeah, I know, man. I stopped doing that when I was like six. <laughs> right? I think I have more one pair <laughs> Make and I was forced sweat. to. Well, I had different <laughs> colors. <laughs> Maybe it's a me thing. I don't know. That makes uh, my balls sweat. No, no, those fucking things are like, what? Those are, those are heaters, man. Those. No, no, it's it's like a fucking like a fucking cold fusion reactor. Yeah, dude. You, it's just, it's you, just, you just like, you're not even warm, and you're like, why is my taint soaking wet? It's like fucking. I didn't piss myself. I swear, it's just sweat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I might have, but <laughs> still, it was, yeah, it was because I was anti-wearing now. jeans. I think is why I wore so many corduroys. Oh yeah, oh, you're just like yeah. oh fucking people with their jeans rolling their fucking jean legs up and shit. Well, because my balls, my, my balls my... dry as the Sahara. Look at those people <laughs> over there. I hated the way they felt on my legs. Like it was a rougher texture back then. It's like a weird canvas. Jean technology has been the same. Yeah. Jeans are softer now. People are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Jeans are softer now. I have an issue with the way things feel against my skin. I have sensitive legs. I have sensitive skin. No, it's just the legs. I can't even. I have sensitive legs. Oh my god! I shave, I shave everywhere but my legs because it keeps them warm <laughs> and protected. Fucking you know, you're like a fucking werewolf with pants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> werewolf with pants. That's just, uh... Oh shit! Would it be wear pants? Wear pants. Wear oh. pants. The pants that wear you. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> move it on oh shit rusty gets back fucking, on track i don't even i don't it. even know where we're at uh, microsoft microsoft flight simulator microsoft oh, that flight was where we started right <laughs> <laughs> it looks be just watch rusty show him that shit when you guys get I, I will it's it's yeah. fun, it's worth seeing on a on a bigger monitor for sure it, it's worth crashing well, if, into a few city streets if oh, one yeah. of you will send me a video i'll watch it Oh, yeah. Nah, he, he's going to show you. I'll show you. Well, right. hopefully not tonight, because i got to work in eight hours. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. Fucking, how do I follow this shit up? I really don't know. Um, oh, yeah, fucking, uh, you saw this, uh, the shit that, uh, uh, Spit it fucking out. Far Cry 6, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, they've got, uh, what's his name from, uh, that show that with Heisenberg, the the show with the guy and the with the meth production of Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. It's a uh, fucking a uh, El Polio whatever dude. He's kind of yeah, Mr. Yeah. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! 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 Okay. Wow! No, he's the guy that owns the chicken restaurant as a front. Yeah. 
it's it's Giancarlo Esposito, that Thank guy. You. Yes, yeah. the the main villain from uh, Breaking Bad. You know how yeah. I am with names, man. So, yeah, the you're seeing more and more fucking games come out with recognizable people, uh, you know, like actual actors as the you know as characters. Uh, and this is uh, you know this is just the latest one, but the uh, the leak was actually a storefront page that was up fairly quick. You know, it was it was on the PlayStation Store, and then it was removed fairly quickly. Uh, but they essentially confirmed it was a thing with a tweet. Well, and they're going to do the stream. Ubisoft's doing their stream this Sunday, so we right. may be able to figure out what the hell it is next well, week. Yeah. The, now, I, I, I have seen, I haven't read the articles because I'm kind of waiting to, for, for, you know, them to actually come out and talk about it. But I've seen articles talking about if Far Cry 6 is going to be a prequel for Far Cry 3. That's that's speculation. Yeah, uh, yeah no, that's, that's like why I haven't almost, read it. None of them really like, tie together. I'm to come out and say it. Well, the the speculation uh, is the the image that they uh, that was up on the store is you know is, is the big bad and a yeah. you know and a in a kid in front of them, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The, but the thing about Far Cry is like there's less canon than even Fallout. Like Far Cry yeah. is essentially you've got a main character that drops in an area that has to <clears throat> be a badass to get out of a bad situation, and it, like nothing really ties together. No, it's always just been like white messiah complex. <laughs> really, it has been um, because, yeah. I mean, I guess that actually really does sum it up. Move, yeah, moving from like carrying your mom's ashes in a bus to fucking like leading a revolution is. So that's what that's when they moved away from the white messiah complex, <laughs> right? So, yeah. But but yeah. that Far Cry too. Yeah, the uh, just, I mean, just that progression. It it is so far removed from what you would think of as reality that it just becomes a playground. Um, but Far Cry 6, the the whole speculation is is that they're thinking that the kid is a young boss. Boss, yeah. 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 And yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. Uh, no, it really doesn't. But, well, they've never had continuity before. Yeah, that's the thing. They never really had... Well, actually, no, they had one bit of continuity... Between and that was and between what? Far Cry, Far Cry Four and Far Cry Five. That redneck dude who uh, who shows up in Far Cry Four, that in uh, Kirat, who oh, yeah. has you run the 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 Golden Monkey missions. He shows up in Far Cry Five because yeah. he lives. Well, that's he literally lives the in only this thing. Horrible, horrible state. That's right. the only. That's the one thing they've ever had that was actually continuity. Yeah, but I think once they figured out that it was just a high action dumbass game in three. That four mm. became more of that, and then five really played hard on that. Well, Far Cry no. Primal and Far Cry Four are basically the same area in two different time frames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. And then Far Cry Five just kind of—I mean, I enjoyed playing it. I did not like the way it ended. Yeah, but it was I. fun. Yeah. yeah, it ended really fucking weird. I didn't. I didn't like it. I mean, there there was one ending that was like, okay, that was kind of. That that's kind of um, Bioshockish, almost. Yeah, but I wouldn't give it that much credit. It wasn't. I mean, yeah. it was like okay. It wasn't. It wasn't as eloquently. Put. No, it wasn't as elo- eloquent. No, it was just like okay, uh, but it was a would you kindly situation, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like Red State versus 
like the movie Red State, where you've got pretty much the same type of situation, and that person ends up being a load of shit. Right. Versus, oh, no, wait. No, this guy's got a point. Right. And I'm just kind of like, ah, does he need a point? No. <laughs> do we do we really need to go there? No, <laughs> I don't think no. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, the uh, the info, <clears throat> you know, the info dump from the description of Far Cry Six that was you know on the store page very very briefly, um, is it basically says what we expect from a Far Cry. It's it, it in fact looked so standard that it almost looks uninteresting because it's just like every other Far Cry game that's ever been made. Yeah, but I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, but... You know, I don't have anything that scratches quite that itch right now. No, yeah. you, you just, you play Far Cry to blow shit up. That's pretty much, it's, well, it's the Michael Bay of video games. Yeah, it is. I, I tend to uh, play it to see how many times I can get into a base without being detected, but still kill everybody. You I know, do it for the grenade launchers and the bazookas. I, I do it for the silenced 50 cals. <laughs> I was just oh, liking yeah, nice, sicking nice. my fucking dog or bear on people in the last game. <laughs> I love the bear. I use yeah. the dog so much. Because the dog, you know, basically gave you x-ray vision, right? So yeah. 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 I used, used the dog, and then I would sit at the farthest point fucking away with my silenced 50 cal, because that's still, like melts my mind a little bit yeah there's no way to silence silence a 50 cal without a silencer as big as my hallway right (laughs) uh and then uh just pick people off from long fucking distances but yeah no it it was it's very likely that we're gonna see information on the uh on the ubisoft's uh reveal about far cry 6 and it doesn't doesn't I, plan, surprise I me actually a... plan on watching that t- on Sunday just because I'm curious. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me a bit. Um, the uh, version of the game that they put on the storefront was uh, it's obviously a PlayStation you know store thing, but they you know put in there that it was a PlayStation Five. Uh, you know, it's a PlayStation Five game, of course, and it's going to require uh, the PlayStation Network for. Uh, for internet connections, so uh, basically very standard shit. But <clears throat> uh, I thought that was interesting. I I liked the character reveal and that the uh, that Ubisoft basically put out a tweet says you know he wouldn't like this, you know, <laughs> you know you you revealing this ahead of time is bad news. <laughs> but uh, eh. Oh, I, I I've played every fucking final, uh, final Far Cry. Uh, Far Cry, with the exception of Primal. I own Primal, but I haven't played it. Go figure. I've really thought about playing Primal. I, I've it keeps always going up for like six bucks. I was like, why haven't I played this yet? I got it for free when I bought Division Two. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got it for free. You know, so I mean, a free game is a free game, right? So I I got it down. You know, downloaded, it, installed it, never played it, and I figured. I'll just keep it installed in, in case one of those days I just get super bored and I just need something to do and fucking want to like befriend a saber toothed tiger or some shit, you know? <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, a lot of what we're seeing right now is just like hints and rumors and shit for you know for the upcoming you know digital uh, 
you know, release events that, you know, these companies are haphazardly doing in the presence of a fucking pandemic. So, uh, we'll see that. And, you know, the other info I have is Final Fantasy fourteen related and you won't let me talk about it. So... <laughs> Well, yeah. Final not... Fa- I mean, people who do actually listen may also play Final Fantasy XIV, <clears throat> but they also probably know this shit already. Uh, and, you know, the uh, the release date for the next uh, next patch for Final Fantasy XIV, which has been delayed for an extra two months, uh, is August 11th. So it'll be right, right before my birthday. Yeah, and then... I've been following Wasteland for a while. That comes out next month, so fairly excited about that. Yeah, fucking Wasteland, uh, Wasteland three. You know, I've been interested since uh, since they announced that they were making it. So, yeah, I'll play that. Fuck yeah, I love the fucking Wasteland two. Uh, I I I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. To be honest with you, uh, I I was like, oh, Justin's making me play another fucking you know fallout style game i actually really enjoyed it played a lot of sniping in that game too (laughs) it's good stuff Uh, did you have anything else not really uh bloodstained curse of the moon 2 came out and um it, it looks it it looks like the uh the old style castlevanias it looks like a Super uh, Super Nintendo era game, which is not bad per se. It's just I I don't know if I'd, I'd I'd be able to get into it. It's fairly cheap though, so you know I'm, I might pick it up, but it might not be. It's not going to be right right away. I'm not chomping at the bit for it. Hey, so I finally figured out um, the times on some of this stuff. Devolver Digital's stream is going to happen. Um at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow. What the fuck? <laughs> 12? Oh, so that's going to be Central Time. That's going to be 2 o'clock in the afternoon okay. for the Devolver stream. Okay, that's fine. Um, most of, And that'll be recorded, so if you miss it, I'm sure you'll be able to grab it yeah, again. Yeah, most of the, you know, that's all. All of their stuff is already pre-recorded anyway, even if they were, even if they had a, uh, any stage time on in E3, it was all pre-recorded. So, um, yeah, there's just... With canned audiences and everything. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I don't know that there's a whole lot else. I think we're actually going to have some news next week after we were able to watch some of this shit. So, I think next week we can talk a little bit more about what happened this week. Uh, because a big chunk, aside from everything, Ubisoft and Devolver will be doing their thing. If you're looking for something that's pretty cool, there was a playable demo for a game called Carrion that happened, uh, I think it came out three or four months ago, and they're going to supposedly release the demo again here in the next week. It's a Metroidvania game where you play like a tentacle monster um, that can hide in air ducts and grab people. It's all in a really well-done pixel art style. But um, I think they're going to do a little bit more on what that game's going to be. I had a lot of fun with it when I had the demo on my system. Um, But I think that'll be a highlight of theirs, and they'll probably have one AAA title that they'll be releasing that's unannounced so far. And I imagine they'll do 
probably one other thing. If you don't know, Devolver's been doing Serious Sam. They've been doing the um, Shadow Warrior stuff. They've been doing a lot of these weird indie games. So like Enter the Gungeon. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. You've got that. Nine, they've got a lot of retro stuff that's going on as well. But anyways, I'm rambling. I don't have much else, but we'll hear more about Devolver and Ubisoft next week. I'm sure. What do you What are you looking at? I I have I have one last thing before we we end the show. I mean, it's this. There's very briefly on the Nintendo Switch eShop, there was a game called Don't Get Caught. This game is obviously now not available on eShop anymore, and the premise of the game was. uh, it was a masturbation game using the Joy Cons. <laughs> uh, but nice. it was uh, don't it was, get caught. Don't I mean with a name like that? But it was it was kind of creepy because it would uh, the goal of the game was to masturbate to Polaroids of real people. Some of them photographed under toilet, you know, under the walls of a toilet cubicle. Oh, that's kind of fucked up. That's really weird, right? <laughs> a really weird thing for it to show up well, on. Like, I'm, uh, I'm, look at you being all judgy. Hey, oh, well, I mean, it's not, not my cup. Well, of that's tea. what that's without consent, though. That's why that's why that's. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea, yeah. but I mean, it was only a matter of time before the Joy Cons were used for a masturbation game, right? Uh, so yeah, that that was. That that was a thing that just kind of like, huh? That's a news article. Uh, that was reported on Eurogamer, of course. So, with well, that, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna cross it out here. Do it. So find some friends of the show. Uh, Trent, what's the name of the site you've been running that you'll be jumping on at some point? <laughs> uh, K A B G. And it's, yeah, cap cap. It's kickass bubblegum, but I mean. I've got a bunch of videos I got to go back and edit and get them uploaded and stuff. I was going to make one thing, one suggestion is you guys talked about the Half-Life documentary, which is really good. But the other one I watched from No Clip was the Untold History of Arcane. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they cover like everything. And the, the, it ties into the Half-Life one because it talks about their Ravenholm DLC that they were supposed to do for Half-Life. And. So I watched them both back to back whenever I whenever I watched the uh, um, Unforeseen Consequences, the Half-Life one. Yeah, it is. It's good. I mean, both those documentaries, like I think the Half-Life one's like an hour and 40 minutes and the Arcane one's like like an hour and a half or something. And it goes from like their very beginning all the way up to Prey and right. Dishonor 2. So New yeah. Hope does a, uh, does quality work. Oh yeah, they do great work. So, but that's a really good documentary and worth watching as well. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. yeah. And yep. I think they have a they have the Bethesda Game Studios one too. I haven't watched that yet. So, yep. Yeah, um, you're welcome. You're welcome, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> you like that <laughs> asshole? Um, I, I, I have I have a picture of Je- I have Justin's live feed up on my monitor here as I'm watching through Skype, and I'm adding Snapchat filters to. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so with that, you can find some other friends of the show. You got Picking Up the Pixels or Pupcast, which John, we've talked about at length on the show, is on. Um, you've got NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, For the Love of Gaming, and TVGP.TV. They still don't do DVR. And with that, it's the end of the show. 
Oh, find us, tiltcast.com. I just went through my part. Uh, tiltcast.com, uh, youtube.com slash the real tiltcast, twitter.com slash tiltcast, facebook.com slash tiltcast. Find us on Spotify and iTunes, actually the most important place you can find us. Please r- rate and review us on there as well. Uh-huh. And with that, it's the end of the goddamn show. All right. Peace. Holla, holla.